So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Women of the Wills back again with episode two of our prequel trilogy with Attack of the Clones. Uh, I'm joined today, by the way, uh, big news, I'm joined today by my new co-host, Megan. Megan, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm Megan. You will know me on Twitter as I used to be Maggie Froggy. Now I'm Meg Meg Pen Pen. I love that ad. It's so cute. But, um, yeah, so it's only going to be us two today. Uh, Tammy and Katie could not make it. Uh, they're off doing fun things. <laughs> and I hope How they dare have, they? I hope they have a great time. But they will be back for uh, all, all four of us. will be back for Revenge of the Sith, our final episode, and that's going to be a blast. But, um, like Qui-Gon says, keep your focus here and now where it belongs. So... <laughs> We are here for Attack of the Clones, and this is such a great—it's a great movie. Honestly, I love it so much. A lot of people, a lot of people hate on it. I used to absolutely like—I went through a phase when I absolutely hated this movie and wanted nothing to do with it, and that was probably because I had seen this movie over and over and over again. Um, I've seen this one the most out of any of the films, I think. I know, like, every line forwards and backwards of this film. <laughs> and, but, I mean, it's... I, I love it, and I understand why people don't like it, because sometimes, like, the like you pointed out earlier when we were talking, the pacing is kind of off, and I'll get to that in a minute, because I find that a really interesting comment. But the um, also the acting in some places is a little, is a little sketchy. But uh, other than that, the the story that George Lucas is trying to get across here is pretty simple. Uh, it is basically one big romance uh, for Anakin and Padme. <laughs> with a little bit of whodunit in with, there. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of that mixed in there. Obi-Wan's little little side, side plot that he has, uh, which is very entertaining. And we won't focus too much on that today. Um, I mainly wanted to focus on... Uh, Anakin and Padme, but there are a few uh, Obi-Wan moments that I do, uh, I will want to to point out and want to talk about uh, as we continue. So, uh, 
Well, for me, like in high school, this was my favorite prequel movie. And as a now that I've you know matured as an adult, it's not my favorite <laughs> prequel movie anymore. But like, I think I loved this movie so much because of Padme. Like, just Padme in this movie is everything that 14-year-old me needed in the world. Mm -hmm. So I watched this one all the time. I had the giant poster on my wall, like, Padme, Attack of the Clones, Padme is my life. So, yeah, no, it was, my friends always made fun of me for it, because, you know, it's Attack of the Clones, but. I don't have any prequel posters at all. Oh, I don't anymore. My, in high school, my walls and my ceiling were covered, just like masking tape, um, with everything stuck to the ceiling. So, yeah, I was staring at my face every night. That's great. That's great. But yeah, no, I don't have any prequel posters. I wish I did. I need some. But yeah. Okay. So, um, one more, one more fun bit. My, I was, I was watching it last night with my dad and my parents are like, you know, oh, I saw it. And when I was 10, it was star Wars and that's, you know, they're, they're prequel haters. So I was like, you want to watch episode two with me? And halfway through, he was like, you know what? this isn't that bad. I've been giving it a lot of crap for no reason. And I was like, thank you. That's funny. It was great. That's great. Yeah, no, my dad absolutely hates this movie. So, <laughs> yeah. And my he mom. He like, making noises when no. when Hayden Christensen was on screen. I was like, dad, stop it. Throw things at you. <laughs> he was, like, groaning. Yeah, no, same. But it, I don't know. I guess it's, it's – we just – we like it. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, we like it. And a lo- I understand why people don't. But, you know, it's personal taste, preference. Right. So, okay, getting right into it. Um, I got to say, possibly starting with the opening scene, um, after like the opening crawl and all that, uh, the opening shot for this film is the coolest opening shot to me, in my opinion, um, besides the one for Revenge of the Sith which I think is great, but this, like, the way, the way, like, it's, like, the only, I think it was said it was the only movie to pan down instead of, it's upside down, yeah, to go up, like, yeah, it was, like, the only one to start like that, I was, like, oh, that's cool, and it starts so pretty, because you, like, you start, like, as soon as it opens, you're, like, oh, Coruscant, because, like, no other planet looks like that, and (laughs) it's, like, really pretty, like, you know, with the ships, like, turning around like that, and that beautiful shiny yeah. metallic Nubian ship. Oh yeah, very beautiful. And <laughs> flying in there, and it's it's really it's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, just the way it, just the way it looks, it's super cool. And so, okay, they fly in, and uh, we see Padme talk in like the ship. Uh, she's talking to uh, who's it? is it Typho? No, it's not Typho. Typho's no, not in that ship. One Typho's of the flying. Yeah, he's one of the pilots. And we think it's Padme, but it's not Padme. It's her double, uh, Corday, who unfortunately dies two minutes after you see her for the first time um, in an explosion. That This whole movie is just, you know, the one-liners. Like, when Captain Typho says, there was no danger at all. <laughs> there was no danger Boom. at all. He jinxed it. It's his fault. But, yeah, uh, and then it just, oh, phew, explodes. And they run over there, and she dies. And then Padme uh, unmasks, I suppose. She has, like, that little flight helmet on, which is a... I love that outfit, by the way, the flight suit that she has. I really love it. That's and, the Forces of Destiny doll. She's in that outfit. I know. It was great. <laughs> I don't have that doll. I want it so bad. But I really like that one. That one in her uh, 
the the battle uh, outfit that she wears in the Phantom Menace. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, my top, and my top outfits for her. But um, yeah, and so it explodes, and that's pretty much it. That's all that happens. Um, Court is like, "I failed you, Senator," and then she dies. Um, I wonder. I, I wonder if with the Padme book coming out, if we'll get a little bit more Corday specifically. Ooh, that'd, that'd be, be nice. Cool. Um, I would really enjoy that because we don't see, like I said, we don't see that much of her, and I wonder. I don't know. Like, why does she say "I failed you, Senator" when she gets right? She did what she was supposed to do. Yeah, I've never understood that. Like, what was? What was her I mean, I guess process? she wasn't supposed to die, but... Yeah, but the reason why she's there is in case anything happens, it happens to her, not to Padme. Uh, right. Even though that's kind of awful. But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what she's... Pretty much her job description. Hey. Yeah. And, unfortunately, she dies. But the next scene after that, uh, skipping a little bit, uh, we first see Palpatine in this film. Uh, enter Palpatine's office, and he's talking to a whole bunch of Jedi. You have... Okay, wait. Oh, go ahead. One question about that. Is that Barris behind Luminara? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Just making sure, because I was yeah. like, wait a second. I was second. about to mention that. You have Barris, Luminara, Yoda, Mace, uh, Coyote Mundi. Kipiso, yeah. Yeah, they're all, they're all there. And I, I'm not entirely positive, but I think Deba Balaba's in there. I'm not entirely sure. She's somewhere in here. She's somewhere. I know she's in the um, she's in the council thing yes. later on. But yeah, um, so yeah, all the Jedi are in there, and they're all talking. And Palpatine's like they're talking about the um. They're talking about the Republic as a whole here in this scene. Um, pretty much Palpatine's saying, like his, one of his quotes, he's like, I will not let this Republic, which has stood for a thousand years, be split in two. My negotiations will not fail. Well, that's his entire goal, is to get the Republic <laughs> split in two. <laughs> and it happens. Um, and with the creation of the Clone Army, which is, up until a few years ago, for some reason, my little brain, it never clicked that that's the whole plot behind why Padme's being uh, targeted for assassination was because she was leading the opposition against uh, against the creation of an army for the Republic. Um, you know, and it makes sense because by doing that, you're recognizing that the Separatist as a separate um, as a separate state, like entity of its own, and giving it that credibility that. Um, be like, hey, yeah, we recognize you as a threat now, so we're amping up our army. So that's giving them an excuse. They're like, oh, okay, they recognize us as an official as an official group now, which they hadn't up until this point, and that's why mainly why Padme was against it, but also because by creating by enlisting, she didn't. It wasn't like a hey, we're gonna go clone some people. That's not what the <laughs> Republic was talking about. The Republic was literally talking about a. Uh, a plan, you know, to enlist and have people serve uh, citizens in the in the army of the republic, and Padme was against that for many reasons. But her main one was because it would end up costing a lot of lives, and at the very at the end of the war, they would have to do what they 
needed to do at the beginning in the first place, which was sit down and talk. Uh, so I'm not sure if... I I think it comes after this, but I know Padme has a deleted scene where she addresses the Senate here in uh, Attack of the Clones, where... I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, what is it? That deleted scene wasn't in my deleted scenes. No? Okay, it is. It's I called don't... Padme Addresses the Senate. And, like, not... Okay, here's the weird thing about Star Wars and their deleted scenes. Not every deleted scene for the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy are all on the same medium that you get them on. I don't know why. Uh, I have, like, the DVDs and the Blu-rays and the Blu-ray special editions of all of them. And, like, on every single one of them, there's, like, a diff- something different about, like, there's a deleted scene that's on this one, but it's not on this one, you know. And it's it's really weird. I think they do it so they have you buy more than one. But <laughs> Well, I maybe. have – my family watches them all digitally in iTunes. So we have whatever – before Force Awakens, they released them all together. Right. So whatever the iTunes extras are. There were only a few scenes. I mean, there weren't enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, well then, if you haven't seen those, then this is what it is. Um, The deleted scene is Padme addressing the Senate right after she was, uh, that whole thing happened on the platform. I'm not sure if it takes place right after she comes into Palpatine's office and, but, or if it takes place after that. I'm pretty sure it takes place after, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, Basically what she says she starts off, and she's like, in the sassiest voice that she can muster, honorable representatives of the Republic. <laughs> and an attempt has been made on my life less than two hours ago, and she just goes off on them. Like, <laughs> she's in saying, like, by somebody really doesn't want me here to vote against the creation of this army, and will stop at nothing to see that the creation happens. And she's talking about if it's like this now, before any army has ever been made, and our Senate is clearly this corrupt, and really somebody, one of you guys in here is trying to do that. She thinks it's one of them at first, but then she kind of thinks about it later. And then novelization, and she's like, oh, Count Dooku. But I'll get to that in a minute, too. And, yeah. And basically she just is really mad and goes off on all of them. And I forgot (laughs) how... But some, somehow, some way, she is quieted by Palpatine at the end or something, uh, saying we are making every effort to make sure this doesn't happen and stuff like that. And, you know, we need to also make sure to protect not just our senators, but the Republic as a whole. Um, nudge, nudge, the, the army, you know, that he wants, <laughs> clearly. And that's it. That's the scene. Um, but, and I, I wish it hadn't been cut because it reminds me of a lot of the Padme moments we had t- in the Clone Wars where she's in the Senate and she's talking to them, especially in that one where they're talking about the creation of more clones for the army, um, where she addresses the Senate in place of Bail Organa because Bail had gotten injured or something somehow. Um, cause pretty much the same thing was happening. Somebody was trying to kill her again. Um, it, it, everybody's always trying to kill her. And, yeah, and I wish it hadn't been cut, because it just, it gave you a little bit more, a little bit more character, I guess, for her. Um, she had more of a, because, like, in the rest, she has it, like, in this movie, like, like, kind of tenacity, that kind of, you know, ferocity that she has. And she definitely had it in The Phantom Menace, you know. But, I don't know. I just... I, I can see why it was cut, but then again, 
No. Because to me, like I said, it offered a bit more for character to me. So I don't know. Yeah, but the see, the movie already has a lot of back and forth. I'm sure they wanted to keep a relatively cohesive. Yeah, they kept on talking notion. about like I, I saw the um like the introductions that they had, you know, before each deleted scene where they talked mm-hmm. about why they cut it, and I, I don't remember the exact reason for this one, but I do know uh, one of them. George Lucas said he's just like we were. Sh- just trying to cut the time down, like after everything. And he's like, right. it pained me to cut this one. Um, but yeah, the movie was like over three hours long um, in the original cut. And it was like, whoa, it's too long. So you had to cut something. And they cut a lot of something uh, in this movie. But yeah, that was one of the things that was cut. Now, the. Uh, Okay, so back to Palpatine's office. Uh, now Padme comes in, uh, presumably after, maybe before or after she's spoken to the Senate. And everybody's like, oh, we're relieved to see you alive. And hi. She's like, back. I don't care who did this. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I think Count Dooku was behind this. And everybody's like, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the entire Dooku, not Dooku. Uh, Coyote Mundi and Mace Windu are like, no, sweetie, you got it wrong. He's a political idealist, not a murderer. And well, and then you know he's a Jedi; he couldn't kill anyone. But like, it's not in his character, <laughs> right? You sure? Are you sure? He ends up killing a lot of you guys by the time this whole thing's done, and nobody ever, nobody ever apologizes to Padme for that for belittling her. Uh, by saying no like are you sure they're all like dear no let me explain something to you she's right yeah (laughs) she's right and nobody ever no but whatever and i really always that gets on my nerves that they never apologize to her but everything mace windu says gets on my nerves so yeah and and, i mean coyote moody had a part in it too but I, i i i do like him but mace windu no no. Nope. No. Nope. No. So, okay. Unless, do you have anything to add to that part? Um, nope. All I have is Mace is wrong. That's okay. What I wrote. Yeah, he's <laughs> wrong. Okay. So after that, um, Palpatine suggests, "What about we have someone you know, like help you, like stay with you, protect you, and stuff like that." And that's when good old Annie Boy and Obi-Wan come in. <laughs> um, first time we see them in the in the lift, in the elevator, uh, together, being this awkward is the and talking. first time um, they, visually, this is the first time we see them next to each other, but it's obviously very light-colored, robed Obi-Wan next to very dark-colored Anakin. Yeah. And that's the first thing we see of the whole light and dark and Anakin and his darkness. Like, he's wearing almost black. It's definitely brown. It's definitely brown. But he's very, 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 very darkly colored. Yeah, and that and was a conscious like, choice. he's, like, angsting over how much he loves her and it's like, I've thought of her every day. Exactly. Yeah, and it's going back to, real quick, jumping back to the Phantom Menace, uh, Anakin's clothing Back then, if you remember, it was very light colored. Yep. And here it changes to this dark brown. And Revenge of the Sith, 
It's even darker because like he's got brown on brown on brown and like all these dark colors and stuff like that. And yeah, we'll get into that later. But yeah. So. Yeah, just like in seeing them next to each other, it's really apparent. Yeah. And oh, real quick, Anakin's a big old <laughs> tall boy and Obi Wan's got uh. his little short Jesus down there with his little <laughs> hair. And it's so cute. But it's like okay, Obi Wan's like, relax, you're sweating. And he's like, I haven't seen her in 10 years. I've thought of her every day. And unless you've read the novelizations, you don't know how true that is. Because, like, in the Phantom Menace novelization, I know... Have you have you finished reading it yet? Nope, no, I'm still okay. behind. <laughs> so, without spoiling too much... Um, you can spoil it, I don't care. Yeah. Pretty much, it's like Anakin's, like, the first thing he tells her in the Phantom Menace when he meets her in the novel, he's like, I'm gonna marry you someday. <laughs> And, of course, Padme laughs. She's just like, little boy, you're so funny. You're so cute. And I just sat there like, what? <laughs> no, he didn't. They should have kept that in the movie, honestly. They should have kept that in the movie. Because I think that was originally in the script as well. That would have been absolutely hilarious to see. Um, but, yeah, I laughed out loud and almost threw my book when I read that. <laughs> Another thing I noticed... Well, you know, obviously Anakin has grown up. He's now a very tall, strong man and not a 10 year old bull cut, you know, <laughs> toddler. It's a cute bull um, cut, but anyway. <laughs> but even, even in Phantom Menace, Padme looks young. Yeah. And she acts young and she, even when she's in those, those you know, extravagant dresses, she appears to be young. Yeah. And Padme and. This movie is definitely more mature. Well, hold on. I did want to point something out. At the very beginning of the movie, when she's in that flight suit, to me, she's always looked really young. And then when she jumps from that to the pretty dress that she wears um, Uh in the Palpatine scene, she's like, did she age like five years or something? (laughs) Seriously. She looks like a kid. And then all of a sudden, she doesn't. And yeah, it's... I don't know how they did it. I mean, it's it's also just the way she holds herself. She's just definitely more relaxed and sure yeah. of herself and less, less you know, scared 15-year-old queen. Understandably. Um, but, yeah. But she's, and she's really only 25 now. Like, she's yeah. not even that, she's not old. Exactly. Um, she's but, not even that much older than Anakin. So, y'all yeah, with your right. age gap need to calm down because they're only five years apart. I know. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah. Actually, no. Anakin's 19. Doesn't he? Okay. He's 19. Doesn't he turn 10 before? Or is he definitely 9? He is 9. I think. So he's 9 in the beginning of the... Remember because in the, the prologue for Phantom Menace in the, in the yeah. novel? Mm-hmm. He's 9? Does he stay 9? I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. and Because uh, I, I know for a fact he's 19 in Attack of the Clans. Right. Okay. So, and then Padme's 25. But, yeah. Right. Okay. So, where were we? Okay, Obi-Wan and Anakin are in the elevator. Anakin is sweating. Anakin is nervous. Uh, <laughs> and then they get off the elevator. Then we see Jar Jar. Jar Jar's back. And I love that because he's all happy. He's like, hey. I know. He's like, he's so happy to see you. <laughs> it's so cute. Misa's smiling. And he's got like these cool little cool little robe things he's got And, like, on. the princely shoulder thing. Yeah. Like, I really like his clothes. Like, I want those. And super cool. And he's very happy. Happy old... Happy old Jar Jar. And then 
finally, um, Obi-Wan and Padme are, Obi-Wan and Padme, <laughs> Obi-Wan and Anakin are introduced to Padme. Again, uh, Jar Jar's like, look, Senator and the Jedi are here. And he doesn't really say it like that, but anyway. And the are here. The <laughs> We said Jedi arriving. And they, uh, Padme's like, my goodness, it's been too long. And then she looks at Anakin. Annie? <laughs> my goodness, you've grown. <laughs> and so, so the awkwardness. I mean, more beautiful, I mean. Like my, for a senator, I for, mean. For, for a senator. And it just goes downhill from there. Then Anakin's like... Dug himself a hole and yeah. kept going. But then Padme puts the top on the hole that he's dug himself in. He'll always be that little boy I knew on Tatooine. <laughs> he's like, denied. He's like, can you not, please? <laughs> but, yeah, can you not remind me? But, yeah. And so that happens. Uh, they meet each other again, and it's a cute little moment. Honestly, I, I like it. It's funny. It makes me laugh because I watch Obi-Wan and Panaka in the background the entire time, and Obi-Wan's there just, like, with his face, like, what are you doing? And Panaka <laughs> is actually, the actor for Panaka was trying to hold back a smile the entire time because if you watch him, he's just there in the back, and his, like, lips are, like, twitching up like he's trying to fight a smile. And I think it's hilarious. Every time. I always watch them every time. But um, I think the other important thing to note in this scene is all the Padme we've seen before, especially in the, even including the deleted scene, um, has just been, you know, angry Padme and, like, distressed Padme and I just almost got blown up, like, but she actually smiles when she looks at Anakin for the first time in the movie. Yeah. And it's a real smile. It's a... Really? Like, this is you? And it's really cute. It is cute. It's really cute. And she, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know if you've read the novel for Attack of the Clones either. That one is absolutely great. I, I love it very, very much. And there, it shows like, um, there's a bit more of like side things with Padme going on. Um, one was she's talking to her sister, her sister's name is Sola. Um, at some point before she goes back to, not Coruscant, yeah, back to Coruscant, before that, before they fly in, there's, like, the whole stuff that takes place before that, and she's talking to her, and she's like, when are you gonna settle down and have a family, and, you know, get out of this Senate business and stuff, because technically, Padme's not even supposed to be there anymore, the only reason why she's there still working, um is basically because the queen asked her to. You know, she was too good to get let go. And understandably so, like Anakin tells her <laughs> later on. And that's pretty much the only reason why she's still there. Uh, normally, actually, people, like, once you've served your term as, like, a queen or monarch or for, for Naboo, um, that's pretty much it. You pretty much stop with, like, your service to the country. Um, in terms of, like, politics. Um, you do, like, other stuff, like humanitarian stuff, which there, that goes back in. Um, she did do some of that. And there is some of that in a deleted scene as well for Attack of the Clones. But, like, Palpatine, he was never, like, a monarch or anything. The only, he's there because he's supposed to be. He's old, yeah. He's fine, though. Because he hasn't, he hasn't served. The, they try not to, like, overload their people with, like, the, all this kind of stress and pressure. But the queen's gotcha. like, hey, I want you back. And that's why she's still there. 
And so her sister's mainly just like, hey, what are you doing? You know, when are you going to live your life? And that's what she tells her all the time. She's like, why? Like, who who is Padme? She's like, I don't know. All I see is like this senator, you know, and that's what Padme kind of takes a step back in the book. And she's thinking to herself, like, you know, really besides senator, first queen, then senator, who am I really? And... It's, I always think of it, uh, like the Mulan song, when will my reflection show who I am inside? (laughs) I'm sorry. But getting back to this scene, uh, when she's talking, she meets Anakin for the first time. uh, It flashed forward to some point, I think, when she's getting ready for bed that night or something, how shocked that she had truly been by Anakin's appearance and how much more grown he looked and how handsome he looked and everything like that. And so she's actually like, like, whoa. (laughs) Damn. And yeah, so she's like, okay, this is happening. And she's obviously trying to not make it happen the rest of the movie. But, you know, that's just, yeah, that's kind of her thought process. She's not, you know, she's pushing him away because she's mostly scared kind of of herself, you know, kind of. Well, and she has such an overwhelming sense of duty. Like, when she says, like, we can't do this because of our careers, like, she means that. Exactly. Like, she, I mean, even he says at one point, I think the Republic needs you, right? Mm -hmm. So she, like, her first love will always be public service. Right. So, you know, it's, I mean, I imagine it's really easy for her to say, like, this cannot happen. I'm not going to let myself let this happen. We both have other things to do because she—that's what she truly wants. Exactly. She doesn't want to end up with him, but alas. But alas, the force has other plans. Fate has different, yeah. Fate or force has different ideas. My favorite thing about the scene when she's um, she's in her room and she's already programmed R two, and they're all like waiting for something to happen, and Obi Wan's like, "You're using her as bait," and he's like, um, "That was her idea, like 100% her idea, not my fault." And, like, that's only the first of the it's all her fault, not my idea moments in this movie. Exactly. Um, but meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Anakin are out there, like, arguing about politics. And Obi-Wan's just lecturing him like a really annoying older brother. And I love it. Yeah. Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> just like, she's a politician. She can't be trusted. And that's not what Anakin wants or, to hear. And then so. he goes, Palpatine doesn't appear to be corrupt. <laughs> Yep, I, yeah, I have You got that so like, wrong. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I mean, you tried, but not really. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's wrong. But, um... And Anakin's all like, you know, you have to figure out who did this, blah, blah, blah. And Obi-Wan says, be patient. Yeah. And then less than five minutes later, Obi-Wan's jumping out a window. Obi-Wan's so. jumping out a window. <laughs> and, but, and to me, that always... The whole thing, we were assigned to protect her, not to find the killer right. or whatever isn't that i i agree with anakin in that part isn't that part like, isn't of protecting it implied her? in our mandate like yeah and i, I like come on we're not just like you know soldiers standing guard over something we're literally intelligent human beings so yeah, like uh the her own guards could have done that honestly right. in my opinion and why were they there if not why were we here sent here if not to find the killer you know that's what he says and right. i totally agree but, so, okay. Okay, if Palpatine was one who orchestrated this by saying, like, oh, I'm gonna give you some friends to protect you, like, is he just trying to put, was he planning on them? Yeah. F- discovering 
the assassin? Was he planning on them? He was planning on them getting to um, Camino at least. But yeah. like, so well, was that his really thing? Was he's gonna put Anakin and Padme together, and then that Obi-Wan's was his gonna discover main, the clones? That was his main goal. Like Pretty that's much. so. Like, how do you even? Can you imagine being Palpatine? Can you imagine like? How do you, you know, put all this stuff together? The power to put all of this together and orchestrate an entire galactic conflict, right? Just because you want to rule the galaxy, like, wow, that's pretty extra. <laughs> so extra, yeah. But he he had a lot of time on his hands at some point to plan all this. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know what the guy does, but he sits back there with like his little. Anakin and Padme action figures. He's like, okay, now you're gonna do this. I'm gonna put you here. <laughs> it's like he's like playing chess with like all of them, and it's really scary. But I mean, that's pretty much how this entire the entire prequel trilogy works. Is Palpatine is playing chess with everybody? And well, another conversation I had with my dad last night was, I mean, I, I honestly don't know when I saw this for the first time. I must have been, you know, small, eight maybe, younger. Yeah, I mean, I, I was only that old when it came out, right? So, like, yeah. I was like, Dad, do you remember like? how you felt when you figured out that Palpatine was the Emperor, and he was like, I mean, we it was kind of obvious. Okay, yeah, that's something else I wanted to point out, too. Um, in the, I did, was my blue, bleh, okay, my Blu-rays have, like, the, um, have the trailers and TV spots for the films as well on them, mm-hmm. so you get to see kind of, like, how the films were advertised before they came out. And there was this one for, I don't believe, I don't think in Attack of the Clones they made it obvious that the Emperor was Sidious. Um, because really Sidious is only in like the last few seconds of the movie when he's talking to Dooku at the very end. But for the jumping ahead to Revenge of the Sith really quick, um, they didn't bother hiding it in the promotional no. <laughs> for in, in the promotional for Revenge of the Sith, they didn't bother hiding it. They just put it all out there. And it was I was kind of, like, taken back by that because I thought that I don't remember any of the way that this was advertised or anything. I was really young back then. And I honestly thought that they might have tried to keep that a secret. But I think, and maybe they did up to the point of the Attack of the Clones, but I think it became a little obvious, you know, because, um, you know, they're both played. Okay. People that are paying attention know that they were both played by the same actor. and Well, know. and also there's that one shot at the very end of this movie when he's at when he's surveying all the clones and all the destroyers and the Imperial March, the Imperial is, March is playing. Like, if you hadn't figured it out by then, then you're not going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene at the end for a lot of reasons, but we'll get to that as well. <laughs> and, yeah, it, but the promotional for Attack of the Clones was pretty cool because they focused a lot, uh, like I said, it was focused around Anakin and Padme, the entire entirety of the promotional for it. And <laughs> there was this one... Uh, I believe it was a TV spot, and it, it was called Breathing, and I'm like, what is that? So I clicked it, and I clicked it, and it's literally Darth Vader breathing, like, at the very beginning, you, like, get, it's like this, I got chills, it was so cool. It opens, like, with, um, episode two, like, you know, two, it's got, like, the little Roman numerals right there, and then Attack of the Clones. And he's, like, breathing the entire time. And then, like, every breath that he takes, there's, like, a new scene, like, a new thing that happens. And it's, like, this is cool. Like, you know, you see Padme. Then you see Anakin. 
Obi-Wan. Then you see the clones and, like, the entire, like, the full scale of, like, the Clone Wars that they happen at the end. And then all the lightsaber fight. And, like, it's, it's really cool. I was like, oh, wow. So that was probably my favorite one. I, li- I liked that one more than I did the, um... Then I did the actual official trailer for it. The official trailer was kind of meh. Because, honestly, to me, they gave away the entire... They kind of gave away the entire film <laughs> in, the, in the trailer. I was like, okay, I might as well not have seen the movie at all. But, I mean, obviously, they keep some stuff out, like Anakin and Padme get married and all this stuff. But that was actually kept uh, kept secret that they did, that they got married at the end of the film. And also, uh, Dooku was kind of pushed back in the promotionals for this, which I thought was really interesting because... Because he's, like, the villain. He's kind of, like, the main villain. He wasn't really in it. I think... I don't... I don't remember him being in one at all, actually. And meanwhile, for Revenge of the Sith, is the exact opposite. Dooku's pushed forward. And so is Grievous. Even though he dies in the first And then Dooku dies in the first... Yeah, five minutes. And, like... Like, Lucasfilm has always been (laughs) funny with misleading us, I guess, you know. But... That's just what they do. And I thought it was cool. But, okay, so getting back to the actual film. <laughs> Where were we? Where oh, were the we? chase scene. Okay, yeah. So the, um, I, the one thing I love about the chase scene is how, you know, there's that one part where they go all the way down. This is the only part of canon that I think visualizes how deep Coruscant is. Yes. Properly. Because, you know, we talk about the other levels in other things. Well, you do see it in Clone Wars with... Uh, yeah, right. Like, they go it. down there, but the, yeah. the the shot of the whole thing and them just going like, straight down, down. Yeah. That, like, is more effective, I think, than even hearing, like, what levels, like, oh, we're on level whatever. I can't remember which one the bad one is. And, yeah. like... You know, and you see well, it's the It's like bottom, the lower you go. And it's just like, but, yeah. wow, you know, the lower you go, the worse it is. Yeah. But there's that one, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. The visuals on that are, like, super cool. It's all CGI, but it's all it's really cool. It's such a fun, it's such a fun chase scene. It is. It's really fun. It's really, it's really, it's, I don't, it's not long. Like, honestly, it's like only. There's an extended one on the there, deleted scene. Yeah, there's an extended chase scene if you really have, <laughs> yeah. If you really like this one, and I, I, I like it. It's okay. It, I, I used to really like, I remember once I fast forwarded it when I was younger. I was like, I'm tired <laughs> of saying this. But. Well, I just love how well it shows off Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship. Yes. Because like, this is really the only part of the movie where we see the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we and we get it a lot more in Revenge of the Sith, obviously. But in this one. You well, know, like positive when, interactions that they What have. took you so yeah. long? Like, oh, I couldn't find a speeder I liked. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, it's like he loses his see... lightsaber and Obi-Wan catches it. Yeah. And, you know, it the, shows you how out. Their rela- yeah, it shows you how their relationship is, you know. I, and these little lines, like, I hate it when he does that. How often does he do that? And, I know, like, how often does he jump out yeah. of moving speeders? Like, I want to know. <laughs> I do, too. But, yeah, and it's really cool because it gives you a little glimpse into what their actual relationship is like. And Clone Wars does a really great job of that, obviously, because there's yeah, 121 obviously. episodes of that. But this is a movie, and, like, the... The interactions, if you really take them and you look at them, Anakin and Padme have way more interactions than Obi-Wan and Anakin actually do. If you right. think about it. Because they're not on the same place. The only time they're in the same place during the beginning during the chase scene and then yeah. that one moment when they're they're taking off in the transport 
And then at the very end, when they're all chained to the poles, and he's not like, yeah. I thought you were coming well, to rescue me. And in the trilogy as a whole, too, though. Honestly, right. Anakin and Padme, they way more than Anakin and Obi-Wan have interactions. And Phantom Menace, we won't even get into that, because Obi-Wan didn't even like Anakin in the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Picked up uh, another pathetic life form. Like, rude. <laughs> rude. But, yeah. So, okay, they're chasing. He couldn't find a speeder he liked. They're all chasing each other through Coruscant. And Anakin jumps on the Zam Wessel ship, by the way. Uh, Zam Wessel. Ah, I love her so much. And they're all flying, and he's on the edge of the... He's on the window, hanging on for dear life, and she's shooting at him. Long story short, uh, they end up in a bar. Uh, oh, what's up? This is the one... But um, moment of the entire movie okay. when Obi Wan goes, "Why do I get the feeling you're gonna be the death of me?" And then it's just like, "Don't mind hey! me." I was trying to <laughs> skip over that. I didn't want to talk about it. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> now you that, warned me. <laughs> but now that you mention it, <laughs> it's so sad. It's so fun. <sighs> The foreshadowing in that part. And you don't even, uh, it like kind of like goes over your head at first, like when you first see it, and you're just like, what? And you, you kind of you just like sit up, you're like, wait, huh? And you're like, yeah, that does happen. Yeah, your feeling was right, Obi-Wan. And you know, did Obi-Wan jinx it by saying that? I don't know. But. Always says the Force fills it. Always says the Force fills it. But, you know, eh, it made me really sad. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, okay. So they're in the bar. Um, and it, this scene always has, um, especially the part where Obi-Wan uh, takes out his lightsaber and I cuts off her hand. Cuts off her hand. That parallels A New Hope, obviously, <laughs> uh, to where Luke and Obi-Wan are in the cantina and Obi-Wan cuts off the other guy's hand. Um, There's. I don't know if you've seen this video, but Hank Green on the Vlogbrothers has a video of all the hand removals in Star Wars, and it's absolutely hilarious. I but Obi Wan is it. responsible for a very significant number of the hands lost in the saga. That's great, actually. Fun fact. <laughs> that's really great. I did not know that. I, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that's true. But that's really cool. I'm going to have to look at that. Send me the link later. But also, okay. So, oh, and. Um, Ahmed Best is in there. Uh, Jar Jar is in the bar, uh, leaning to the side and looking at Anakin as he walks by, like with this uh, other pink Twi'lek, you know, kind of, kind of watching him, you know, checking him, checking him out as he's walking around. And Anakin, after he cuts off his hand, Anakin's like, "Jedi business, go back to your drinks." And Apparently they go back to the drinks because no one questions it when <laughs> Obi-Wan drags her out of there into the back street and uh, Sam Wessel's laying there dying. And Anakin's like, who hired you? Tell us. And this part is so funny to me because he's so calm. He's like, who hired you? Tell us. She doesn't say anything. Tell us now. <laughs> like he tries to be good cops for 0.2 seconds. For 0.2 seconds. Then... And then Obi-Wan kind of looks at him after he says, who hired you? Tell us. After he's like, quiet, Obi-Wan looks up at him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Obi-Wan's thinking, oh, he's finally learning. Good job. Tell us <laughs> now. Nope. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, cruel joke. And Obi Wan's like, why? Why me? Why? Um, yeah. So Zam Wessel dies. Uh, toxic dart. Uh, Django Fett. Spoilers. It's Django Fett who shoots her with toxic dart and flies away. I bet you everybody in the theater was like, <gasps> Boba Fett. You know, when he flew away in there. Because it does look like Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> Thank you for getting that. <laughs> of course. And, yeah, I, I wonder. Like, I always wonder what the audience's react, original reaction to these films were. Whenever everything, like, happened. Like, you know, seeing it on screen for the first time. Um, especially, like, the older generation that grew up with uh, the OT. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And I wonder if they were probably like, oh my god, is that Boba Fett? You know, he takes off. Surprise, <laughs> Boba Fett is how old? He's like nine years old. So He is a child. He is a child. A cloned child. And I think it's super cool. Okay, but speaking of Boba Fett, if Boba Fett is nine in this movie, he is old as heck in Revenge of the Sith. He's like 35. Wait. Boba Fett? Yeah. Boba Fett's in the... Boba Fett's not in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, not Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi. Sorry. Uh, at the very end, when he gets eaten by the Sarlacc pit, he's like 35 or 40 years old. Um, yeah. Okay, hold on. He's like he, really old. He'd probably be 35-ish. Because, yeah. yeah, if he's nine now, Clone Wars, yeah, he'd be like 35-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's so, like you don't think about that because yeah. he just, you know, he's just Boba Fett. But that, that's true. And if he had had, if he had had the growth acceleration like the rest of the clones did, he would be an old, old man, like right. Captain Rex and Rebels. But like, he's unaltered. So he's unaltered clone. Full baby. I also think it's weird that he's a clone, but he calls his dad. Dad, dad but like he's not actually his dad it's really cute though the relationship that they two both of them have in attack of the clones the novelization like you really see a lot of it in there because like at first it's like really weird and creepy and then you're like oh that's his son yeah it's, it's really so cute, cute how they team up to kill obi-wan it's super adorable family bonding father-son <laughs> bonding time let's yeah, go kill a jedi <laughs> get him dead you know his little laugh is so cute and i do i like little boba fett I like Boba Fett when he's little, when he's older. And when he still has a dad. And when not when he becomes, you know, terrible. Oh, gosh. Like, Boba Fett in the Clone Wars is such a such a trip. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But we won't get into that. But, yeah. So, Where were we? Okay. Okay. Jango Fett. Jango Fett kills Zam Wessel. And... After that happens, uh, it is decided that they are going to go back to Naboo, and Anakin's going to be sent uh, to protect the senator, while Obi-Wan is going to do what they should have done in the first place, and find the basis of these attacks on her, and why they're happening. So, oh, what is it? The oh, just okay. the one shot of the temple before we go into the the um, council room is so beautiful. It is. That was all I wanted to say. It is. It's very beautiful. I like. I like seeing the uh, the ones in Revenge of the Sith are really cool too. The shots of the temple. Um, there's like a bunch of them, and it's just beautiful. Um, um, so, well, so now they're gonna go forward into the transport. 
Um, yeah. When they say bye to each other, then I felt like I'd be more worried about her doing something than him. <laughs> it's just like it's more true than you realize. True, like yeah. the, she all of the trouble is start, started because she wanted to be helpful. Exactly. Um, but once I think this is next. Once they're in, when they're in the, um, they're refugees in the transport, and R two is trying to get them food. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the <laughs> conversation about don't grow up too fast. But yeah. I am grown up. That's the first time we hear across the stars, but we only hear it a little bit. Yeah. It swells for a moment and then it gets cut off when she says, like when she turns him down. Right. And that's something we'll notice throughout the rest of the movie. There's only, well, yeah, I'm not going to say it yet, but that's the first one. That's (laughs) the first one. And also there is a really small deleted scene in there um, where Anakin actually is asleep on the refugee ship. Yes. I watched that one. Yeah. And he has a nightmare. Um, and she wakes him up and says, you were dreaming about your mother. And doesn't she say it's human to be afraid or something? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty much, like, just trying to reassure him that, like, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to be – because at first he was just like, you're dreaming about your mother. And I think he, like, tries to deny it or something. Well, and he, says, he says he doesn't yeah. want to lose her memory. He's worried that he's losing her. Yeah, because he's it's he hasn't seen her since he left Tatooine ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's still so attached to his mother, mm-hmm. like very. I mean, very, very. And that was, and it explicitly says it in the Phantom Menace novel that that was the main reason why the Jedi Council were so hesitant right. to accept him because he he had grown too much in the world when you're. I, and I, I remember I had to explain this to my little brother Lincoln a long time ago. Um, he was first getting into Star Wars and really like starting to watch it. I had to explain to him why uh, why the Jedi Council was so hesitant to take Anakin and you know why his age mattered. And age, yeah, it does kind of matter because when you're talking about taking these kids and you're indoctrinating them with the idea that fear is something that leads to the dark side, that leads to bad things. Um, it's best to have not experienced that at all. So, right, and I so, always imagined it like right. developmentally they were too old. Like, oh, he wouldn't be able to learn all the Force things, or oh, he wouldn't be able to like you know he wouldn't have been doing it for that long. But that's that's not it at yeah, all. It's just that's not it. I it's mean, the fact that he had already been exposed to these ideas and of fear that he already had in his head, and right. it's so hard to unlearn. What, like Yoda says, you must unlearn what you have learned. That's what he tells Luke, and it's so much more true than a lot of people realize because when you the jedi when they got these children um okay first of all they weren't baby snatchers uh they did actually no, take they did like contrary to popular belief they did take the kids from their parents with the parents permission they didn't just go and take them right and, yeah a lot of people think that for some reason and i think there's that the one reason- episode in clone wars when um ahsoka yeah. and anakin are trying to find all of the babies who are on the the holocron yeah. And, you know, the mom says, like, they had told me it wouldn't be yet. It would be a few more years. Right. Like, yeah. You know, they, they talk about this with the parents. They don't exactly. And but the reason why they take, like I said, they take these kids so young is because the kid, these kids don't fully grasp the like they're, they're trying to raise them separate from the rest of the world. The rest of the world is exposed to all these ideas of politics and you know attachment attachment, and you know and the understanding in the understanding of what fear is at a very young age a lot of a lot of kids are exposed to that oh i had nightmares and stuff like that 
And when you're not, but that's because those nightmares always originate from something that the kid has been exposed to. If the kid's not exposed to, like, say it was like a, like, I used to have like this weird fear, and I still do, of, of mascots. Like, mascots that are outside, like, you know, the ones that, like, team mascots and stuff. Especially the ones that look human. I don't like those. <laughs> I didn't like those when I was little. And I used, I had a, I can still remember, I had a serious nightmare one night after I went to a high school football game with my dad. I was like eight years old. And I had a serious nightmare that night that a mascot was chasing me. Why? Because I had gotten that idea from somewhere, right? I had gotten that right. fear from something that I had already seen with these kids. But if you had been a Jedi and taken from your, when exactly. you were two, you wouldn't have had mascot you nightmares. You wouldn't have had been exposed to all that stuff. Right. So that was the Jedi. That's a good example. Yeah. That was the Jedi's issue with it. That's why they didn't want Anakin. It wasn't just because they were being jerks, even though I mean, to a, a point bit, they like... were. Um, it wasn't just because of that. Most of them, you know, like had their reasons were solid. They and I believe Yoda was also Yoda was the one who was just like, yeah, he's too old because because of this. Meanwhile, Mace Windu's idea was more of like, you know, his future is uncertain, and because of that, we don't want him. That was kind of the, the the difference there. It was uncertainty. We don't want him because we don't know what's going to happen versus we don't want him because he's been exposed to all this stuff because he's too old. And, yeah, that was pretty much getting back off that tangent. But that was pretty much why that all happened. And going back to the uh, dream. Actual that, movie. Yeah, the actual movie. The dream that Anakin had. Um, yeah, so th that was a deleted scene from there. And... Now they get they get back to Naboo, and there is another small deleted scene with Padme and Anakin uh, walking from the ship. Go ahead. Can I interrupt something about uh, Obi-Wan's plotline? Oh, Just because sure. it's funny. This sure. is the first time we see actual Oribesh words mean something. Dex's droids, her, her name is Flo. And fun fact, the human waitress in Dex's diner, yeah. her name is Hermione Bagua. So there's a Hermione in the Star Wars. I universe. did not know that. Okay. Yep, fun fact. Okay. That I did there's, not know that at all. There's a Hermione in the Star Wars universe. That's cool. I wonder if that's in my big book thing that I have. One of my big Maybe books. I don't know. I think I you know, fell down a rabbit hole on Wikipedia one day and found it. But yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but yeah. You can find like all these like uh, crazy stuff on there. Yep. Things you had no idea about. But anyway. Okay, so there's this small scene with Anakin and Padme walking from the from the refugee ship. Because um, they were ordered I to travel as refugees. I think the Republic needs you. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much where Padme's talking about how how she got into being a senator. How right, that, well, you were just yeah. talking about how she got asked by the queen to yeah, so it serve, pretty, and she couldn't say no because she's, you know, yeah, and it, pure blood. They deleted that pred scene. public servant. <laughs> yeah, they deleted that scene because they figured that they could. Just... That was in there. Yeah, no, no, no. That oh. there, there was a there was another scene oh, that took one, place yes. before that. Yeah, that they were having her actually go into detail and talk about all this stuff. Um, and Anakin asked her, like, you know, when you were young, did you dream of power and politics? You know, that you were going to be a senator one day. And she was like, no. She was like, this was all unexpected. You know, and um, and it it's pretty much long winded. Um, yeah. The queen asked me to serve a senator. I couldn't refuse her, and that they cut it out because it was just it was too long, and they were looking for they were looking for time. So yeah, that was that scene. But then there's another huge chunk of deleted scenes that comes after this. Aren't uh, they after the throne room though? 
what Throner. When Queen Jamila's all like, let's talk about your security, and then Padme and Anakin are cutting each other off like a bunch of dorks. And yeah, I don't know if that's there. I think it is. Okay, we'll talk about that first. Because yeah. I, I don't know, I assumed that they the parent scenes were after this, because... I have no idea. So, this is like, yeah. first they would go to the Queen and talk about what's going on. I think they do. Uh, yeah, I think that's all how like it is being Sio-Bibble. Okay, so take it away on the throne room scene, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's when, you know the new queen is on her throne and Sio Bibble is still there being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> like, who is he? <laughs> I like um, him. And you know, she's the, I think the most important quote in this scene is when Queen Jamila goes, the day we stop believing democracy can work is the day we lose it. And, you know, just na- nails in how much Naboo is a democratic, yeah. like, you know, they truly do believe in democracy. It's not just Padme. It's everyone. It's everyone. Um, and then, she refers to Anakin as Master Jedi, and Padme's like, "He's not a master yet." Yeah, that, that, was C.O. Bibble. that was Co Bibble. That was Co Bibble. Co like, uh, "What did yeah, y'all suggest in Master Jedi?" And she's like, "No." And then, you know, <laughs> they have this really you. cute, like, "Excuse me, the question was for me." He's like, "Well, I know this better than you," and he's like, "Okay, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like excuse she, me, she is not gonna take anyone's crap from for anything. She's just like, nope, I'm gonna talk. Shush. Shush. <laughs> it's great. You sit. You look pretty. It's I know, right? Okay. I will be the the grown ups yeah. are talking. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just watched that again last night. Yeah. Hush now, Han. The grown ups are talking. No, Han. Hush now, Han. Yeah, Han. <laughs> Han. Um, <laughs> And then they, we get the deleted scene where the cutest thing on the entire movie happens when R2 is spinning around with a little girl. With the little kids. With Solo's <laughs> little kids. With her little, with her two little girls. Or, uh, nieces or what? I don't they're, know what they are. They're her nieces. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the girls hug Padme. Walk straight past the Anakin. Straight past the Anakin. Then they go hug R2. Yeah. And then R2 spins around R2's in a circle like, with them. Hi. And it's so cute. It it's is like a so dog. Cute. I know. That's what I was thinking too. It's like, oh, they brought the like family dog. Like retriever R2. I, I wonder, honestly, if that, that makes me think that maybe they've seen R2 before. Maybe Padme's brought him home or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. It must have. Because she they, is his droid. Or he is her droid. Technically, yeah. So they're so, probably just like, oh, it's I do. Like, you know, let's go play with him again. And I think that's super cute. And then we get the lovely family dinner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, aside from the whole, oh, this is the first boyfriend she's brought home. And yeah. She's like, not my boyfriend. Not my boyfriend. Even and, though you're standing right there in the window, checking him out as you're saying it's not my boyfriend. <laughs> Well, and then I, I like how at, you know, at the t- dinner table, when her dad's like, it's not, is it, how serious is it? And Padme's like, oh, it's not serious and all. And Anakin goes, no, it's actually very serious. Yeah, no, yeah. It's just like, you know, Anakin really does care about her. And he's not, mm-hmm. he knows she's, you know, very. Yeah, he's not about a lot to lie. He's not about really. to lie. About he's not about to lie to his father-in-law. <laughs> especially to the future-in-laws. Like, yeah. Like, okay, make um, a good impression. <laughs> And then the little one where they're where he's talking to her dad, like just you know, yeah, she's in a lot of danger. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's what I'm here for, right? And then that's but it's funny because they're the 
her, he and her, her dad are out talking in the garden and then she, her sister and her mom are in the kitchen, like giggling. And yeah. she's like, guys, stop, stop he's it. just a boy. And she's like, but did you see the way he looks at you? He obviously has feelings for you. And she's like, stop it. Boys have cooties. We are professional. <laughs> we she's are like, professional. And okay. then cue the Hercules muses. Who'd you think you're kidding? And it's... <laughs> But yeah, so, and and literally while she's standing there, I guess she's washing the dishes, like, we're just friends. Her eyes are, like, like, following him and get outside, and I'm like, what? You're like, sure. Where's my, where's my Padme Hercules mashup? I want to, I need, (laughs) someone needs to do that, please. That would be great. But, yeah, so, they. The next is the lake house. Yeah, okay, so the next part, uh. They get to the lake house. They arrive at the lake country. And it's super pretty. She's wearing that dress. My favorite dress. I love that dress so much. Oh, my goodness. I loved it so much. I even, I drew Ray in it once, like, a long time ago. Yes, you did. I did. I've seen that picture. And I, I drew it on, like, pencils and papers and stuff like that. And I want to do it digitally to, like, make it, like, more vibrant looking. <laughs> and I must do that. I want to redo it at some point. But, yeah. Ah, uh, that dress. I have no words. I saw it in all these costumes at the Art of Costume exhibit uh, that came. Every time to... you talk about this, I just I just like oh. seethe with jealousy. I saw them at the Art of Costume <laughs> in St. Pete, and they were amazing. I stayed there forever, looking at those outfits. They were absolutely wonderful, and I just loved every second of it. But yes, that out that that, that outfit was there. This outfit was there, and it was just fabulous and in all its glory just standing right there in front of me and uh it was wonderful and this scene is really beautiful it's a actually um somewhere in i believe isn't this shot in italy somewhere yeah it's like like a yeah it's like a real place there i'm like oh wow it's it's, i want to visit that one day (laughs) super pretty and pretty much what happens in this scene uh (laughs) is I have in my notes for this scene, the dress, the sand, and the kiss. That's literally all that happens. Um, um, but there's Well, I also, like, I don't want to brush over, like, we get a little insight into baby Padme. Like, you know, she used to have fun. She used yeah. to swim and, like, have, you know, she had friends. And right. she wasn't just created, brought into existence as a 15-year-old queen. Like, she really does. Um, she did have a life. And, you know, yeah, it's... It's sweet that they're sharing for like she's sharing a story of her childhood. And, yeah, you know, and he has to pull the the worst pickup line ever. I don't like sand, it's but coarse. you're really soft. It's I'm right. gonna pet you. Just like, <laughs> come on now. I'm gonna pet you. I haven't Look, heard he that like one. He like strokes yet. her hand. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> but yeah, he does. It's like, uh, I'm not gonna stop you though. <laughs> Padme's like, I'm not stopping you. And and then of course the kiss. Oh uh, yeah, and this is the second time we get across the stars, but it still doesn't finish the theme. It's only a few bars, and then just, when she breaks away, it like it swells like dramatically, like right there. And then as soon as she breaks away, it's like Toop. stop. Yep, it stops like right there. And so like, oh, okay. yeah, we but, still haven't heard the theme all the way through. Just for the record, yep, they've they've been cute a couple times, but yeah. This is the first kiss. Yeah. It's also where they get married. Yeah. So that's cute. With all the roses growing right there, like all the flowers that are right there, they're all roses. So it's like, oh, 
This is obvious. But, yeah. And then we go to my next favorite line of the movie. Um, when they're sitting at the dinner table. And he takes her pair, and he says, if Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan caught me doing, doing this, he'd be very grumpy. grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, um, and there, she has, uh, Natalie Portman is such a great actress, because she had to pretend to, to stab a floating pair, and then she did it. be really interested in it, and pretend to eat it, a CGI pair, and just be absolutely thrilled. At the fact that there was a floating pair and that she just I, ate. You know, you think it's a pair, so I mean, props to her. It was great, so props to her for that. But I think before that was the, um, where they're sitting in the field talking. Oh, duh, yeah. duh, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's okay. Stan. It's okay. I... But, yeah, so they're talking about the, they're pretty much discussing politics in the field. <laughs> and he's making fun of her. And he's, uh, you're making fun of me. <laughs> I'd be much too frightened to tease a senator. <laughs> and it's they're they're both smiley, both super happy, both super cute, and it's a really it's a really cute moment. Um, but hold on, before they talk about that, she talks about what was his name? Paolo. Paolo. Uh, he, we, he was in 12. legislative youth. Yeah, we were legislative youth. Very cute. <laughs> Tall. <laughs> and he goes, freckles, like, get the picture. <laughs> dreamy eyes. I get the picture. <laughs> And, he's like, and that's what? when it leads in the politics. Yeah. I went into public service, and he got, he became an artist. Yeah, it's and like maybe he was the smart one. Yeah, and like you really don't like politicians, do you? <laughs> <laughs> like a few. <laughs> We're just repeating the lines now. I know. I love, I love that scene. I do too. And, and like the only cringy part about the relationship for me is when they're rolling around in the grass, because like really, that's it's really. <laughs> That's not mine. I love that part, actually. <laughs> mine is when Anakin why. is just, riding. I think it's her giggle. That just sounds so juvenile. And I think that's, the, like, the one little thing. Because she, like, giggles, like, ah! And I'm just, like. I think it's funny, though, because that's, like, in, and especially in the book, it's, like, how Sola is just, just, like, you need to let go, you know? And that's the moment when she does. Gotcha. And gotcha. that definitely made me appreciate that more. And I'm, like, Well, oh. and they're alone. And they're, yeah. you know, out of the public eye, out of every eye. They're just. You know, two pretty people rolling around in a field, like... Also with those huge pear-shaped animals ro- running around. <laughs> that was the cringe part for me when Anakin rides when on one. surf on it. And pretends to be dead afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, why? Because she's, like, genuinely scared. Funny, but, yeah. And he's a little jerk. Okay, so then it's dinner. Fun. Pear. Yeah. Then it's And the then pear. it's the fireplace team. Yes. Then... Which, notice how... Okay, Notice how dark it is when they start talking about a forbidden romance that goes against the Jedi and every against everything. Like before, this is all pretty innocent, like happy, like. But once they start talking about like possibly coming in a romance, the room is just dark. And this is like the second, like the really first big like Anakin in dark thing because we get a lot of Anakin in darkness. But this is like the first real one. I've never thought of it that this. way. Oh wow! Yeah, because there's only firelight, and they're yeah. And, I know, thought it was more like romantic kind of firelight. It is romantic, but, but it's also a little bit too dark to be romantic. Like yeah. she's wearing black, and like he's wearing dark colors, and like it's just very subdued. What? I just thought of something. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, so and you just said firelight, and I I thought. I thought it was like romantic, like you know, firelight. It's you were right. It's like way too dark. It just made me think of another scene where there are two people sitting by a fire. That, 
I'm like, hold on. That, that's hilarious. I never thought of that. Oh, my gosh. But but the, the other scene you're talking about isn't as dark. It's not as dark. You are so right. And that's what I was thinking. The lighting is much more smooth and orange and more light-ish. Candy. Yeah, and it illuminates both Pretty. of their faces. And fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, that, but Anakin's... I mean, because what they're doing in that scene is talking about him abandoning all that he is committed to. Right. And, and, and the Padme one thing as well. that will lead him to the dark side is yeah. this r- romance. Right. And that's when eventually, like, you know, Padme's kind of like, you know, at first, all she's, she seems like she's, in the movie, a lot of people really point out this scene and they're just like, her acting is terrible. But I'm like, no, because when you... Can you imagine being Padme? Like... Exactly. Like, you know, you're, because she's kind of at war with herself here. Um, because on one hand she wants to, but on one hand she knows, no, there's no way, like, you know, we cannot, the logical side of her is winning out. And she, eventually that's when she gets up and she's like, no, wake up. Like, no, we can't do this. Well, and the, the big, the big foreshadowing in this is she says it would destroy us. Mm -hmm. And it does. Their, their secret, it's not that their romance destroys them. No. It's their secret and not having support that destroyed them. Exactly. Because if people had known that Anakin and Padme had created a child, then, you know, someone might've said to Anakin, like, Hey, by the way, like she's probably not going to die in childbirth, but like, you know, we can actually talk to doctors about that or something. So yeah, it, 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 it's that, that secret and their, you know, forbidden love destroys them because that's Anakin's, you know, Anakin's mission to preserve that is what, is the entire you know, thing destroys yeah. everything, and so. that's yeah, that's the entire their whole that whole scene. Like you're right, it foreshadows the eventual tragedy of basically of both of them of their, of right. their story. And maybe going back to how why I loved this movie in high school. Like still up to now, everything has still been on Padme's terms. Like yeah, she is never once submissive in this movie. No, and. You know, we can complain about it all we want as, you know, the movie itself. But I think for 14-year-old me, Padme in this entire movie never taking anyone's, you know, stuff for anything. It was really important. Exactly. Because, you know, we know Padme's great. We know that we love her. But specifically, just every single thing she does in this movie is on her own terms. Yep. Yeah. And that's... And even up to the end, like, she accepts him on her own terms. And that's important. So... Yeah. So... Yeah, yes. big thing. Definitely big. But, yeah. So, after that, they... Nightmare. Have a, yeah, he has a nightmare. Uh, sweaty boy wakes up in the middle of the night. Um, has a nightmare about his mom. And he gets up. And he goes off. And he's... I love this scene. Because a I lot think of... this is almost more beautiful than when they first kiss on the balcony. Just it like... is. To me, the, the lighting... Um, the setting that they have there. Um, how sto- how like great he looks in that pose. Yes. And like her nightgown, because she's still obviously very casual and very like, you know, just a dressing robe over a nightgown, but she yeah. looks so stunning in the scene. Definitely. And just the whole, your presence soothes me. Like, that's so important. Like, they truly are so cute. in love. Like, there's no one, like, you know, there's no... Jedi mind tricks involved on in this. <laughs> right, right, right. It's they truly are 
connections and, you know, balance. Especially in that scene. Your presence soothes me, like you said. It's a... It's like they're... It's like a balance, I guess, that they both have, like, she... But not really... To me, it's always been more one-sided with them. Uh, that Padme balances him out, but... Honestly, what does he give like to her? <laughs> she just she doesn't need him. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. There's no. Well, there's no I, levity I there. I think that. I, I think that he brings in some of the the youthfulness, yeah, the brevity, definitely the, that. Because you know he's, and even when they interact in Clone Wars, like she's always always working, always on on the yeah. job, like. But he's just such a goof. And, right. like, when she, Ahsoka, and Anakin are together, like, they're goofing. Yeah. And she's, like, you know, she has to let go, roll with it. And I think the only time she gets to have fun or to, you know, let go or with it, with him. Right. And, and I, I think that's, that's, that's what, I mean, it's not necessarily a balance because that's not nearly as important as being the person who tethers you to reality. But right. they, I think he does really just tr- cherish her and make her feel no you know, i understand <laughs> yeah i understand but like you know talking in terms of like okay yeah so he does do that but does it really what i'm trying to say is is there like equal give and take in that kind of you know relationship it's i i've always i've always struggled with that when it comes to the two because i mean like what you if you said, also think of it like they like I don't want to discredit just simple companionship. No, I because, understand that. Because, you know, she has been so alone, even surrounded by her handmaiden, she was queen. Right. And she's senator, and she's she's alone a lot of the time. And even if it is a secret relationship, like, they spend a lot of nights together. Like, right. you know, she can complain about her day, and we don't see very much of it, but we do see moments where he's he wakes up in her apartments. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think that she... I think he just makes her life more normal. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I mean, that definitely counts for a lot. That's true. Um, That's true. I mean, cause if I think about what I want in a relationship, like I would love an Anakin just to, you know, tell me crazy stories, right. you know, feed me pears. Like, <laughs> That's good. Especially if my job was as chaotic and stressful and, you know, taxing as being a Senator. That's true. A semblance of normality. Because he's just charming. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I he could just be arm candy, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. That's true. But, I mean, no, it's it's not. And I understand what you're what you're saying. So, yeah. I, I guess I would agree with that then, I suppose. So, I don't know. But, I mean, to me it's always, to me it's always seemed a little bit more unbalanced but i mean you you point out you give some really good points so well and again most yeah. of my points aren't about this movie like this movie does not show it yeah this movie is about them coming together not about them existing together exactly that is and you know my favorite anadola thing and all of anything is the forces of destiny short with yeah. when Padme and Anakin are supposed to go on this mission together and Ahsoka, and Ahsoka shows up, shows up. One, Padme says to Ahsoka you guys make a really great team. And Ahsoka says back to her, well, you two do too. Mm-hmm. And like, they are just a good team. Like, you know, they, they work well together. Exactly. They do. So yeah, they are a good team. That is very true. Anyways, then they go to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. 
then that happens. And, and Watto has a beard. Give me one second. Yes. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Can you shut the door? Really? I really? really? Come on. That was my dad. <laughs> All right. So one sixteen. Gosh, I have a lot of stuff to cut out. Okay. So now, okay, like you said, they go to tattooing. Um, and Watto and, has a beard. Yeah, Watto has facial hair. It's really <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and shut, shut, Watto. Shut, shut, Watto. And he's looking for Shmi, and he's like, oh, I sold her. Uh, and Anakin's like, what? He's like, excuse, excuse you. you. I heard just... he freed her and married her, which is true. Yeah, it's true. But I love how, like, flabbergasted he is, Abby? Little Addy, like, <laughs> and he's like, because I mean, no one, nah. how would you recognize him when he's now ten feet tall? And... Nah, <laughs> yeah, he's now like thirty feet tall, and yeah, grown man. But yeah, totally. but I think this is the next darkness, Anakin, because I mean, even in the scene right now, because he's not patient when Watto says, "Oh, I think his name was Lars." And Anakin's like, you're going to find out. Like, yeah. I'm not going to take that answer. And he just, you know, he's insistent and demanding and intimidating, which is not Jedi-like at all. Nope. Nope. But, yeah, that's exactly what he does. And they eventually, they get to, uh, I always mix up him and him Kleeg and his is son. the dad. Yeah, I always mix up him and his son, but Kleeg is the dad. And Owen is Owen is the son. The son. So yeah, I got that. And then I, Baru, young Baru is so pretty. adorable. <laughs> she's so pretty, and she's so cute. And so so is Owen. Owen's, Owen's adorable too. They're both cute. And they're like, oh, like, before oh, he becomes cute. a grumpy butt. <laughs> yeah. Then actually, they are uh, they're engaged. I think at this point. Uh, he says girlfriend. Yeah, they're engaged, though. Okay. Um, I think that happened, because in the Attack of the Clones novel, they said something about... Wedding. When Shmi was actually... There's, like, this whole thing at the beginning of the Attack of the Clones novel where it's kind of reminds me of the way Return... Not Return of the Jedi. The way the last Jedi novel started with how it actually started with Luke Skywalker on Acho. Um, this actually, the Attack of the Clones one starts with Shmi on Tatooine, and it's oh. talking, yeah, it's talking about her pretty much missing Anakin, and out there, like, kind of, you know, wondering what he's up to, and wondering what life would have been like if he, had he still been, had he still been living with her, and then all of a sudden, 3PO comes out, and she's instantly reminded of him because, uh, yeah, Anakin, Anakin made him, and that they they talk there's like this cute little family moments that they have all of them uh Shmi, Kleeg and uh Owen uh all have and where they're just talking and chatting and like cooking dinner I think and it's really cute and but yeah I think somewhere in that dialogue it said that they were either engaged or Shmi knew that he was about to pop the question at some point to uh to Baru but yeah. Well, I I I think it's so important because when we left Shmi, we were you know, Shmi gone, Qui Gon left her, and Anakin left her. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see her standing in the doorway of her home alone. Yeah. And we come back to her and Anakin is so worried about her. Not, I mean, he's more worried about him losing her than anything. Like right. He doesn't actually say, like, I'm worried she's not okay. Yeah. But we get there and she's married. I mean, granted, she's been kidnapped by the Tusken Raiders, but yeah. like... <laughs> If he had let her be, she would have lived happily. Even if she had died then, you know, at the hands of the Tusken Raiders. Like, she was okay. If he had done what he was supposed to as a Jedi and left behind that attachment, she would have found belonging. She would have found, you know, someone to love, someone who loves her, and a home. Which, you know, he is better than he could have expected, leaving her where she was. Right. So. Go ahead. You know, like, he should have just let it be. Right. And granted, he was having nightmares, and he wouldn't have had those nightmares if he hadn't been 10 years old when he had left her. But, like, you know, if right. he had just trusted the the Force or, you know, the galaxy or the universe, he could have just let it be. Yeah, and they see, I understand that because I think the whole point was, to me, it's like he got there too late. Um, right. And that's that's exactly what happened. The the force is trying to tell him, "Hey, your mother's gonna die. Do something about it." And he just. And I think in the novelization, it also says that Obi Wan knows about. He has been having nightmares about his mother for a long time, and Obi Wan knows about it. And Obi Wan never really addressed it or with him or any talk to him. About but Obi Wan doesn't understand. But yeah, Obi Wan didn't have a mother to miss. Exactly. And None of the Jedi had a mother to miss because, you know, they were toddlers. So, you know, how do you... How do you I miss something you never how had? Do you, what do you do yeah. in this situation? Because this should be, you know, this should be a special circumstance where you would try to empathize with the person and figure out how to fix them instead of just going off the basis that you don't have any experience with that and you're just going to let it be. Exactly. And, but, what is it? My cat just launched my Raja Sum Sum like ten feet across the floor. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> he he's currently carrying it around the house, but he just like kicked it. Oh, yeah. Um, so cute. Looks- he's he, he just somersaulted with it. Yeah, um, he's insane. Yeah, I love. I love but cats. he he plays with Sum Sums because awesome. it's my cat. <laughs> I have no Sum Sums, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah. Um. Okay, so. After, okay, so they land on Tatooine, and they have that whole, they, they meet the family, and Owen's like, I had a feeling I would meet you. He's like, I suppose I'm your, uh, what is it, your, your, you don't make me your stepbrother? stepbrother. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word for some reason. <laughs> and, yeah, they meet each other for the first time, and it's kind of like an awkward meeting, because Anakin's like, yeah, alright, I don't care, where's my mom? And... Uh, and why would he care? He doesn't. He didn't know he had this brother. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know them. And even it does say also in the novel, Shmi had talked to all of them endlessly about Anakin, about how her son had gone off to become a Jedi, and that um, pretty much that. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> that. Uh, not Cleeg. Uh, Owen kind of had become like this, I don't want to say fill-in, but right. he kind of was, you know. Kind as, of, yeah. Uh, as, like a son, as like a son to her, something that she missed. Well, they're and, around the same age, too, so. Yeah, they were around the same age. And it's not the exact same age, I think. 
but yeah and that's totally natural and it's makes the meeting all kind of a little bit more sad because Anakin has no idea who all these people are yet they know so much about him and they Cleed comes in and he's like yeah about your mom <laughs> we got a lot to talk about and here we have the parallel with A New Hope where they're all sitting at the dinner table and uh, the same dinner table because uh, this is actually an actual place in um, some part of the desert. Tunisia? Something like that. I don't know. It's it's actually a hotel where they shoot it at. Really? Yeah, yeah it's a hotel. I didn't know that. And it's super weird, like, the way it's built. But, yeah, that's what they Field trip. It. Yeah, field trip, right? To Paris and then to this place. But, um, not Paris. Where Italy? Italy. Italy in this place. Uh, the place for Attack of the Clones, the, where Padme's late country is. Yes. But, um, yeah. So, it's actually a real place. But they're all sitting at the dinner table like they were in A New Hope, where Luke is sitting with Owen and Beru. And I believe Anakin is sitting in the exact same spot that Luke was. And fun fact, did you know that Natalie Portman was actually CGI'd into this shot? I um, did know that, but I don't know yeah. why I knew that. I feel like you're the reason I know that. Reason why no one knows, because at the time Natalie Portman was there, uh, she was in the she was in the area when they were shooting there, but she just wasn't there for that one for so for some reason she was CGI'd into the shot. Um, but you can't honestly. I never knew that until I was I was told. About I didn't know. That. I think it was whoever has that thread about the Padme facts. I think that's how I figured that out. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I saw it on, and I retweeted um, the mess out of that and like screaming about it, like whoa. <laughs> also, I sad. can't possibly talk about the scene without talking about how amazing her outfit is. Oh yeah, because I love that. Like one. I have the little tiny the action figure top, of her like, too. Yeah, of her on in that outfit. It's one of my favorite ones. I forgot to say something before we even got to Tatooine. Oh, no. When Anakin says, he, I don't have a choice, that's another darkness thing, because he always has a choice, and he's all like, ah, I have to. I don't have a choice. I have to go to my mom. It's like, you do have a choice. You just are too attached. You to just it. want to go back to your mom, which is understandable. But... Right. Like, understandable, but, like, also kind it, of extreme. So, I mean, it shows your attachment, but, I mean, honestly, to me it's not that extreme because, I mean, you know, you're having these dreams of your mother being in danger. You have this supernatural Jedi power. You, obviously, you're just like, oh, hey, this means something. I need to go back. I don't have a choice or my mom's going to die. That's the way I've always read it as. Hmm. And I don't know. That's just that's just how I've read it. Um, I don't have a but choice. I guess, but if you were Obi-Wan, what would Obi-Wan have said? If Obi-Wan had if had Obi-Wan would have been there, well, Master Obi-Wan would have been very grumpy because he would not have <laughs> let him go, most likely. And that... Like I said, no, he, no, no. But if Obi Wan were the person who was having nightmares about, you know, Obi Wan's character, would he have gone after? Would he have said he didn't have a choice? I uh, no, I don't think because that's not the way Obi Wan's character is. But if you want to talk about Qui Gon, I think Qui Gon would have. <laughs> I think Qui Gon would have definitely. Well, if it were for speed, he'd do anything. True. <laughs> True. We are shameless Shmi Qui-Gon shippers, by the way. So Yeah, please. sorry. Yeah. Not sorry at all. Not sorry at all. But yeah. I think I don't know. But sometimes I think about the shoulder touch and just squeal. About the what? When he t- when Qui-Gon touches her shoulder, oh, I just no. kinda think about that and squeal. <laughs> Every time that part comes on, I'm just sitting there on the couch like hmm. <laughs> I love pain, but yeah. So they're, they're cute. 
But anyway, so Shmi is happily married to some other guy, to a farmer, moisture farmer. And so they're talking about the uh, about how she went out to pick the mushrooms off the moisture vacuum or whatever they are. And apparently the Tuscan Raiders uh, got her. And you can actually see uh, all these moments that Cleeg uh, is talking about at the dinner table. You can actually see them play out if you read the novelization because they all play out as they happen. Uh, in course with the film on there. Uh, the chapters jump back and forth. And it's really sad, especially when Klee goes after her, um, rides out with all those and people. And loses his freaking leg. Loses his leg and all of his friends that went out there with him. Because uh, he's the only one that comes back. And there's like this really crazy part where uh, the Tuscans, I think, they spread out like this uh, cross wire or something like that. And three of his friends, he sees them get beheaded because they go right there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. But um, maybe I won't read it. Maybe I'll just have you narrate the entire thing for me. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I pull a parallel here from the Phantom Menace novel? Go ahead. When Anakin finds the trapped Tuscan Raider. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I had that in my notes. Yes, go for it. Go for it. And so, if you haven't read the Phantom Menace novelization, Nettie and I are in this book club. We're trying to read it. I'm so far behind. I'm um, so far ahead. I'm almost done. <laughs> but the, um, so Anakin gets sent out to trade with some Jawas, and he has to travel, like, super freaking far away. He brings 3PO in a speeder, comes back with droids, but he has to, like, you know, walk the droids in the sand, like a really, really, really slow parade. And he finds a, what looks like a rock slide, and there's a, there's a Tuscan Raider trapped beneath one of the boulders. So he, like, is super curious because it's Anakin, and, you know, he doesn't do anything responsible. So he, like, approaches him and, like, like puts it his blaster. It and, it's, like, <laughs> and the Tuscan Raider's conscious. He just, his legs have been pinned under him. So well, he, he's like, passed out, I think. Yeah, and he passes, he yeah. comes in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And, like, you know, Anakin, like, helps him. Mm-hmm. He gets the, the boulder off. He uses the droid to pull the boulder off. And he, like, you know, uses a splint from his med pack or whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, the tu- and he has 3PO talks to the Tuscan Raider. And then eventually, like, you know, he sets glow lamps and he stays overnight because he's too late to get back home. And, like, the other Tuscan Raiders all come. And, like, he's terrified. But the, the injured one says, like, leave him alone. And they all leave. And, you know, he showed compassion for a Tuscan Raider. And when he was a young kid and he didn't actually care, like, about, you know, good or evil or whatever the world was, he just, he helped it. And I, I thought that when, I thought Anakin ended up staying out late at night and the, yeah. he woke up and then the Tuscan Raider was gone, wasn't I thought, I I don't know if I, if I read uh, that wrong. I definitely remember them all, like, coming to get the guy. Oh, okay, I don't remember that. Okay. I, I could to, be making that up. I have to. One look, of I have to look at that again. But either <laughs> either way, the point comes across. Like, right, know. like he and here he is. You know, ten years later, mm-hmm. ready to kill them all because he they messed with his person. Like exactly, exactly. Attachment is truly the downfall. Like I could just I could write a whole book about right how and Anakin's attachments ruin him. Uh, and then again, though, it's so hard because there. are... And that, that that also speaks to, I guess, the real world, because there are a lot of people who are like that, who attach to others really easily, and we call people like that clingy, but 
honestly. I am. I am one of those people. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I think everybody is like that to a certain extent. I know. To, and we'd all be, like, everyone's always like, oh, like, oh, are you a Jedi? Like, no, I would be a terrible Jedi. I know that for a fact. Like, Same. Rebel Alliance all the way, but I would be a terrible Jedi because terrible Jedi. That's, I'm far yeah. too attached to people. Exactly. And obviously that's understandable because human nature we as humans aren't meant to really be alone you know since the dawn of time we've always like lived in like packs clans or whatever and family units and stuff like that it's just how it's always been and you know star wars i don't know how human origin started but i mean really it's it all boils down to i guess sentient connection like the need for connection that they have but we need to have, not right now, Okay. we need to have a conversation about Rey and attachment versus Anakin and attachment, because they are very different. Hmm. Oh, dang. Sorry, I just Whoa. thought about that. Okay. Remember that. <laughs> we, will, we will remember that. We will, I will write that down. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's, wow, that's a parallel I never really thought of before. Because here's a perfect child who's old, but not attached to anything. But then again, at the same time, she's attached to an idea of her parents coming back. Right. Yeah. Huh. But it's, it's not actually a person. It's an idea. That's right. So would she be a better Jedi? Because she doesn't have attachments. And are, <sighs> is the, you know, the family she's choosing now in the Resistance, are they new attachments who will you know, hinder her ability to be a Jedi? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Anyway, asking the real questions. That's that's so true. Though, wow. Okay. So, getting back to the movie. Um, okay, so we quick. find out that the Raiders have Shmi. Yeah, and, and Anakin's all like grumpy face, and then um, he and he goes upstairs and he stands stares out at the stares out at the twin sons. Um. And Padme comes up, mm -hmm. and there's a really cute moment where you see their shadows and they yes. hug. Yes, I love that. Fun so fact: when they hug, it's not across the stars; it's the Force theme. Yes, it is. Fun fact. Yes, it is. Um, I was I was gonna say the same same thing. I had that <laughs> in my notes. Yes, it is. So we still have only had it across the stars twice. Yeah. Um, and you know, they have a really cute hug, and it's like. A reassuring, it's not a romantic thing. It's a reassuring, like, I understand, you know, be safe hug. Right. And it's really cute. Yeah, it is cute. So then he leaves, and a real quick pointed out, since we're talking about music, Duel of the Fates is playing while <laughs> Dude Bro is on his speeder bike. I know! And that gets me every time, because I remember the Where first time. I write time, that? I remember the I, first time I must have that, I, that like, down. I, I saw it and I recognized that wait this is from the previous movie and I was like really after I got like really into Star Wars I'm like okay this means something and it makes so much sense because like we we, we talked about this uh, when we talked about The Phantom Menace but Duel of the Fates is literally it's the force dueling like you know it's like the fates the fates or the force uh, right. dueling for dueling for power like both sides of them you know dueling for dominance and we have what that wins? <laughs> what wins we literally have that happen here with Anakin and the coin is flipped and it lands on not good it lands on the dark side well and yeah. again this is they didn't choose daytime for yeah. this scene the sun this is, is the next setting. him in yeah. darkness, the sun going is into darkness, the sun mm -hmm. is setting. 
when he gets to the Tuscan Raider camp, it's dark. dark. Um, mm-hmm. When he, and you know, it's even, it's like dusk when he kills everyone. Like it is nighttime all it the way through. Nighttime. And he, interesting fact that you're talking about, like the tone, you mentioned like the, we talked about the fire thing earlier. Um, where Shmi's at, there's like a little tiny like glow of light or something like in there and it's like really faint and the light that it makes on Anakin's face like when he looks up like after she dies you're like oh oh no okay so everybody's gonna die and yeah and like it's just it's so like impactful when he like stands there and he ignites his lightsaber like and you know Shmi dies but she dies I don't know this it's hard because she dies happy knowing that she's seen him one t- like one last time. Now I am complete. Yeah. Right. Like she says that because she understands she's not afraid to die. Right. She's afraid to, you know, she's really not afraid to die, but the fact that she had that one time to see him makes it all makes it okay. Right. And meanwhile she left Anakin worse off. <laughs> exactly. And Again, that's another thing. Um, these people that pretty much it was. I've always boiled it down to to two, two things like the two lifelines that he Anakin Skywalker has always had that anchor him down. From what I can see, if you boil them down, you really narrow it down. It's Anakin, not Anakin. It's Padme <laughs> and it's Padme and me. And Shmi's gone. He's now an untethered balloon. and He's he's... now hanging on by one tether, which is Padme. (laughs) And that's literally it. And that comes loose in the next movie. But, as we see, and that leads one thing to another. But, yeah. And he literally goes and he takes vengeance on not just the men, but the women and the children, too, of the Tuscan Raiders and kills them all. And they're all... They're all gone. Because... What's up? I thought I had a note about the Imperial March. Imperial March on this part? Uh, when he when he and Padme are back. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So yeah. he goes after he kills them all. He goes back and he talk. He's like in his in Luke's in his room. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's fixing whatever he's fixing, and he's and Padme comes in with food for him, with blue milk. Um, yes. <laughs> and Padme is like, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And he like, you know, tells her what happened, and he tells her that he killed them all, and he's just so angry, and you know, I hate them. Um, the and he talks about like you know, Obi-Wan doesn't trust me, like, blah, blah, blah. He's jealous of how great I, like, right. I'm better. Right. And Padme, like, he goes on this whole rant about Obi-Wan. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. I should be all powerful. You know, why couldn't I save her? Yeah. Padme, like, totally ignores this whole tantrum and says, what's wrong? Which I think is really sweet. Like, yeah. she lets him scream about all the things. Yeah. And when he says, I hate them, the Imperial March plays. Yep. yep. And that's the, you know, the first real time we get. We get it again at the end of the movie, but this is the first real time we get a hint of Vader when he uses his hatred to destroy. Exactly. Um, and, you know, why couldn't I save her? 
just kicks off the whole becoming all powerful. Right. I'm going to save who I love. Right. Like he, he lost his mom. He's not going to lose Padme. Like, like you said, what you just said, saving what we love. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, wonder if that's the theme of Star Wars. (laughs) Um, Wow. He did it the wrong I just, way. I just want a little little rose pico on my shoulder to just say, say anything what we love whenever I need it. I know. Um, but see, the difference, though, there is that he did it the wrong way. He, yes, he did yeah. it the wrong way. Exactly. He did it the wrong way. Yeah. He did it through power, not through, you know, love. understanding. And yeah. so this is, if he hadn't lushed me, if he had been able to save Shmi, would he have killed Padme? Hmm. Would he have felt the need? I mean, it's all hypothetical, but, you know, that's what kicked him off to be so afraid no, yeah. of losing others. And this is the this is the, the, the start of that fear. You're talking about this is also a, a something real quick I want to tr- tie this into. This is like a turning point for Anakin in his life. And we're literally, you pointed out uh, the room that he's in, which is actually very important. It's Luke's room where he's at. What happens there in A New Hope? That's literally the kickoff of everything that happens when Luke Skywalker starts in that room when that hologram of Princess Leia plays right there. That's literally it's the turning point. They're in the same room. And it's, it's, his twins were in the same room. It's the turning point for both of them, honestly. It's crazy. and It is. Yeah. It is. Like, in, you know, they don't know. But just that that cosmic coincidence is just so small like, point. thing. Like, and, you know, yeah. and, well, I say small thing. Killing a whole tribe of people is not a small thing. But... Yeah, casual. I mean, granted, they but, kill a lot of people too. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's the two sides. I know. One's already one always evil. I know. Um, Okay, and then my next note is freaking Nemoidians. I just <laughs> it's always gonna, it's always gonna. God. Um. Okay, so next they get they bury Shmi. Yeah. And then they get the distress call from Obi Wan. Obi Wan's like, "Why the heck is Anakin on Tatooine? Like, oh, Anakin, how like you know, usual Anakin." Yeah. And. You know, Anakin had just gone on this rant about how much he hates Obi-Wan and how much Obi-Wan's, like, jealous of him. But then, you know, all of a sudden, here we have Obi-Wan in trouble, and Anakin goes, like, Obi-Wan's in trouble? And it's, like, his face is so concerned, and it's so cute. Because, like, you know, he really, really does care about Um, Obi-Wan. This is my one question. Why did 3PO go with them? Wasn't 3PO, like... 3PO was Shmi's. Right? And I think, I don't know, maybe it was like a... Was he like, hmm, this is an adventure? I'd like, because that's not 3PO. Or is he Anakin's? Because Anakin made him. I'm assuming that's it. I'm assuming that's it too, but... But like, did that mean he left the Larses without a droid? Like, did they need him for things? Well, maybe that's why, fast forward a few years into the future... They're still looking for droids and a new hope. And finally they get their droids. And it it's the same droid they had. It's the same droid they had. That's but hilarious. Owen, okay, yeah, well, anyways. Oh, well, um, you don't recognize him, but anyway. Well, he wasn't gold. Yeah, true. Um, this is the first time R2 and 3PO meet. So cute. And it just kicks off right away. 
kicks off, you know, instantly. and bickering, bickering and being little, little sassy, little salty little things. But yeah. So after, okay. So they're on the ship and <laughs> my notes stopped. Yeah. They I... go on the ship and they go to the droid factory and you know, they Hold really smart. They park in the steam vent. Yeah. And Pat they, because how do you? That's not a very incognito ship. Um, yeah, so it's very glowy, they, and glossy. Look. <laughs> they get into the droid factory. R two. The first thing R two really does to three PO is knock him off a ledge. So I think that's very poetic. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, they survive the. They all end up, you know, the very stereotypical conveyor belt. Lego level where you have to <laughs> escape all the obstacles. Padme almost gets boiled in molten metal, like casual. Yeah. And then of course they get captured. Of course. And of course they're going to get publicly executed because Newt Gunray is not anything if he's not extra. <sighs> but yeah. Uh, okay. So actually, there's a few deleted scenes here um, that I didn't oh? want to talk about. Yes, oh, I is. didn't watch all of these. Yeah. I just watched the. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um. So the first one is actually okay so Padme tells him before they get off the ship I don't know if you remember she's just like um let me do the talking like you know like I I can get I'm, us a, out of this. I'm a senator I should be able yeah. to figure this out she actually does get a chance to do that in oh uh, yeah there's a deleted scene with her addressing uh Count Dooku and the rest of the separatists yeah uh, really? At, yeah, at a table right there. La, I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything. Um, if not, I'll just record it and send it to you. But um, <laughs> yeah, and they're having like this conversation. Uh, Dooku's just like, uh, Milady, I'm so sorry to see that you have been captured or something like that. And he's just like, um, I'm not sure that I can resolve this matter quickly or whatever and get you released. He's like, but if you join our cause, that might help speed things along. <laughs> <laughs> and Padme's like, no. And pretty much. And long story short, there's a bunch of other things that happen in there I can't exactly remember right now, but long story short, they uh, get taken away and there's actually another deleted scene that comes right after that where it's really not that important. All they're doing is just being officially sentenced to death by, exe- no. public, by public execution by... Um, uh, what's his name? The the Geonosian, uh, Sunfat. Oh 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 oh. No, uh, Paul Paul Paul. Pago 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 Lesser. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, they're being officially sentenced to death by him, and Padme's just like, "You're making a mistake. You don't know what you're doing." <laughs> she tells him that like right there, and yeah. So after that, they get taken out, and they're put in the little carriage thing, and that's when. And that's when. That's finally when. <laughs> so, this is finally when my little music geek heart sung because we finally get the Across the Stars theme in its entirety because Padme does her whole profession of love. And again, it's on her terms. She only did it because she thought she was going to die. You know, <laughs> so like, so Padme. <laughs> um, she, you know, I'm not afraid to die. Yeah. I've been dying a little. I've been dying a little bit every day since you came back into my life, or whatever. Don't be and afraid. And Anakin's all like, "I thought we decided not to fall in love." We and decided. Then, you know, the music swells, and <laughs> and the music continues all the way into the, the arena. Music swells as, as they go taking... out to their death. I mean, right? How... It's like, 
it's, it's, it's so beautiful. And, you know, they have their moment and, you know, that beautiful kiss. It's and tragic, then, though, because they're literally being sentenced to death right after they have right, that kiss. And they're just right. like, you know, you're thinking, oh, foreshadowing. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, especially with the music, like, still playing and, like, this beautiful music playing in this disgusting arena that they have. Right. Arena of death, which is what it is. And they're about to die. And, yeah. It's just and really then we get, sad. you know, the whole battle, which, you oh, know, the highlights okay. are Anakin and Obi-Wan salting the, pause. The salt there. Pause for a second, because now that we've talked about Dooku and we are come back and everybody's met with, uh, everybody's in the same place now, I want to talk a little bit about Obi-Wan and a little bit about what he's been doing this entire time. So yeah, let's just catch up real quick and see what Obi-Wan has been doing. Uh, Obi-Wan has pretty much been running around the entire galaxy. Um, <laughs> looking he found for, a planet that wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, he found a planet that, according to Jocasta New, was not supposed to be there. But I do want to point something out real quick uh, concerning Jocasta New and Obi-Wan and The Lost 20. I didn't yeah. watch it because I didn't have time. Go on. Yes. It's so great. I love this scene, and I will be forever angry that they cut it because it it's so telling. It, it tells you tells you a lot within like a few few seconds. They're like, oh, there's twenty Jedi that have left the order, and they have been immortalized in statue form in the library. Why? Why That's would weird. we? Why would yeah? And uh, Sky Talkers did an entire episode of, about art and preservation in Star Wars, and they talked about this uh, quite a bit. But uh, it all boils down to the idea of why it's so weird. Why we think it's so weird is because statues are meant to symbolize like remembrance and uh, to honor. Uh, honor things and that's why uh, especially like in America we've been having this uh, debate with like uh, keeping certain statues up or tearing them down um, because some of these statues like the confederate statues that we have they're immortalizing these men who did who fought for terrible things and the idea is do we keep as should we have a statue that statues are meant to honor uh, people like that that's what statues are for statues are made to honor people is that sending the correct message having this person immortalized in statue or should we have them somewhere else in something else like in a um, in a museum or something like that where it might be a bit more appropriate and not in public space. So the idea of having all these statues of these 20 Jedi that have left the order for one reason or another is absolutely mind-boggling to me because why do the Jedi want to are okay first of all obviously at this point they didn't know that Count Dooku was a Sith they didn't know that he had done so. <laughs> they would not have had a statue there. I highly doubt. It's, it's I wonder. I wonder if they took it down after this whole thing happened. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna take a statue down. <laughs> like that wasn't there. Let's put that up. But yeah, after they found out that he was like on the dark side and all that stuff, did they take him <laughs> off? I mean, I don't know. But and then also the question of did Ahsoka get a statue? That's Sorry. another thing. The question of Ahsoka. Ahsoka technically wasn't a Jedi when she left the Order. She was a Padawan. But, honestly, to me, it's kind of like the same thing. Because how many Padawans have you had really leave the Order? I don't know. But She deserves a statue. She deserves a statue. And I don't know that she got one. I don't think she did. So, you know. But Jedi were super corrupt by then, so. Honestly, though, there wasn't that much time to build a statue. Because (laughs) after that happened, things just kind of went downhill from there. And they are in the middle of a war, so I mean, the last thing I would think about is building a statue to somebody that left the order. 
Um, but yeah, the like I said, that that raises the question of they put thought into this and they're putting statues here. Are they doing that to remind themselves of? Is it like a friendly reminder to the Jedi that are in there that this is not the you know this isn't the only way you know you can do other things? Is this like a friendly happy reminder or is it hey these are don't fail- do this these are failures and don't do this we're gonna put these failures in your face? I mean I mean if we know anything about the Jedi it's probably a failure in your face thing. I don't know. I mean that's another thing. A lot of people paint the Jedi as as jerks and I. I see a lot of them, Mace Windu. I see a lot of them that way, <laughs> but the majority of them. I mean, honestly, they were they were there to I... serve and protect, and you know they they uh, the problem that they had was is that they became complacent in their place of power. I don't think the Jedi were jerks. I think there were a few jerks. Yes, Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. But I think their I think their idealism was so warped and extreme that. They just kind of, you know... They set themselves up for failure, in my opinion. The right, way they, right. Yeah, their whole doctrine was set up to fail from the beginning. And surprise, I was surprised. Right, I'm surprised that it lasted for a thousand years. You can't have light without darkness. You need balance. I mean, I, I'm surprised that it lasted for a thousand years like it did. So, I mean... And, right. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. But, yeah, so Jocasta knew, going back to the deleted scene, is talking about, you know... He has a he has a he has a noble face, doesn't he? We're talking about Count Dooku, and you know, his big old statue of his face is right there, and they're both looking at it. And Obi Wan asks, you know, why did he leave the order? And he was like, uh, you know, he he had a lot of disagreements, you know, with the way that the council did things, the way that they ruled, and stuff like that. And he just he had a lot of differences, so he just he just left. And she was like, "You reminded me a lot of your master, Qui Gon Jinn." And it's like, yeah, you know, kind of. Count Dooku is. I've I've always seen him kind of like that. Even before I saw that deleted scene, I've always seen them as possibly they were both. They they, were they both very, did what they want. They were but very. Dooku they, did bad things. Qui Gon did good things in very different ways, you know. And you see that a lot in Star Wars. You see that a lot. You see one person who's like this, one person who's like this, but they're actually the same, you know. Technically, you look underneath the surface, they're the same thing. Two sides of the same coin, you know. And it's. I mean, I don't know the way Dooku went that way. I mean, and Qui Gon went the other way. That's just honestly like I wish they had left that in because Dooku's just so underwhelming. Like, yeah, it, as not, a whole, like he gets one battle and then he literally gets murdered. He's, like he's the not next really, thing in the movies is him getting killed. He's not really explained that much, and that's I why mean. I like Dark Disciple so much because it gives us so much Dooku and Clone Wars. Like, as he a whole. was a diva, oh. yeah. like and in Clone Wars too. <laughs> yeah, but, like he was a diva. He yeah. like collected lightsabers and like had a castle. Like yeah, you know he was. He had a bunch of stuff. He really was, and so extra, but. I mean, I guess that's how you are when you're dark side, apparently. But right, you need a castle. Or you, you can't need be a Sith castle. Lord. Or you can't sit with us. But uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, Count Dooku left the Jedi Anyways. Order, last twenty forever immortalized as a statue in the Jedi Library thing. But surprise, he's actually a Sith Lord. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, continuing with Obi Wan's arc, uh, after that he went to the planet that didn't exist, Kamino. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, oh, that was after, of course, he talked. He found Tanwi and Lama yeah. Sue. 
Gantan Wayne, Lama Sue, and then he, he met. He found all the baby Bobas. He met Django and Boba Fett. And after that, <laughs> they had like this really awkward conversation. I've made you way as far into the interior of Coruscant. And he's like, once or twice. Once or twice. How about recently? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then who hired you? He's like, oh, have, like, because have you met whatever? Master Sifidius, and he's all like, no, I was hired by a man named Tyrannus. I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus. Like, surprise! Like, surprise, Tyrannus is Dooku. And you know, did you know that I didn't know that Tyrannus was Dooku up until, like, three years ago, maybe? (laughs) Uh, I didn't didn't know. I was like, who is this Tyrannosaurus Rex they keep talking about? (laughs) And I'm like, oh! They never call him that, like, in any... I think they call him that once or twice, maybe in Clone Wars. I don't even know. Like, doesn't doesn't hologram Palpatine or Sidious refer to him as it a couple times? I think so. Like my my Lord oh, Tyrannus oh, oh, or something like that. Yeah, no, it's either in this or this or one. He goes like to to um to the Nemoidians. He's all like, my apprentice, Lord Tyrannus, will assist you or something. Oh. And he like, I think it's in this one. In this one, what? I'm sending my lord. I'm sending lord no, 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 that's, to you. That's uh, that's Phantom Menace with Darth Maul. No, but no, he does it again with. Okay, I think he does it again with Lord Tyrannus. But he doesn't do it in Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm wrong. He does, but I feel like yeah. he says it. I can picture his voice saying it. Maybe he does in like one of the Clone Wars episodes. But I know for a fact he doesn't in this <laughs> movie. Like I said, I know this movie forwards and backwards. Okay. Doesn't happen. But yeah. So Camino, Django Fett, and Boba Fett, um, they have a little shootout on the platform in the rain, and then yeah, they chase much, each other through space. Chase each other through space. And, Seismic charges. And <laughs> the best sound in the entire Star Wars universe is the seismic charges. Yes, I love this so much. I was about to say the same thing. It's like that moment of quiet. Like that, like you hardly ever get moments of quiet like that in Star That's Wars. That's why usually always like, music I don't playing. like yeah that usually... level in Star Tours. But on Star Tours, you got the seismic charges yeah. and it's bomb. <laughs> That's great. I haven't been on Star Tours in maybe three years. <gasps> it's my favorite. I miss it, but yeah, I haven't been to Disney in three years. That's that's disappointing. I'll, I'll I'll come bring you. We'll go to Florida right now. <laughs> and I I want to go to the one in California so bad. I've come visit. Been. I should. I want to. But yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. So back back to this. Um. So then he ends up on Geonosis, and he's all like, "Wow, what's this? I see lots of Federation ships. R four. R four is apparently a girl. Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So. He's like, wow, look, all these Federation ships, like the giant ball city things. He's like, ah, what's this? We should investigate. And he investigates, and he finds things, and then he tries to call the Jedi, and he's too far away. So he calls Anakin and has them transmitted instead, and then, surprise, they all get captured. Surprise, they all get captured, and that's where we pick back up where we left off. They are all together, one big happy family about to die. And that super cute moment. Oh. Like, you know. We're here to rescue you. It's like, as he gets chained to the pole. Like, good job. <laughs> but yeah. And, and meanwhile, Queen Padme 
the best ever she is to be on picking the, the lock with her bobby pin. Next. So they fight the monsters. Yeah. Um, oh, I have something cool to say about this. Okay. Um, oh, God, what are their names? Okay, which one's the Reek? Is that the one with the horn? The Reek is the one with the horn, yeah. Yeah, the okay, so the Reek. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like... I love him. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan like, stabs the, the Mantis thing, Accolade. whatever it's called. Acolyte. Yes, yes. And then the, you know, the tiger thing. Next to... I Next know scene. this. <laughs> Next um, Slice of Padme, and we get that, you know, the very dramatic tiger claw mark. Ah, screams. But I really, really, this, my personal headcanon is Anakin bonds with the Reek. Mm-hmm. You know, he, like, like does the Rebels, bond with the Reek. Like, like Rebel. Like in Rebels with Ezra. Yeah. Yeah, I, with Ezra. Like, and what are the, oh, oh, wait. Someone else just bonded with something. What was I watching? I Anyways. Um, <laughs> the... The yeah, he bonds with the reek yeah. and is able to ride it because he calms it down. Yeah, which I was all like, "Oh look, that's I cool." Know what that is? That's cool. I never, I never thought of and that. There's actually. the really, really, really cute. Um, I th- I think this is more important than it looks when he picks up Padme and she jumps behind him and she kisses him on the cheek. Um, because now we know they're not going to die, but she's still acknowledging that she loves him. Yeah. So you yeah. know, it's not like oh, it just is- kidding. I don't like you anymore because we're not dead. <laughs> it's it's um Ooh, my goddamn dying. cat is gonna eat my scone. Hey, <laughs> can you not? She's recording with her cat in her room. By the way, for context, I've cut most of these out, but I'm getting tired of cutting them. Out. <laughs> my my parents are gone, so it's me alone with the cats, and my cat is bored. So I am, you know, the only one who reacts to him. So here I am. He's enjoying the attention. Anyway. So cute. But yeah, I will. Okay, so we will attempt to continue through your cat's antics. But we are almost <laughs> done. So, okay. So they defy, the and then, yeah, cat, the little, little peck on the cheek. And she calls it aggressive negotiation, of course. And they're off fighting. And finally, it's hilarious. I always love that part where Mace Windu, well, when the fighting <laughs> actually starts. When Mace Windu comes out, and Dooku's, like, mildly surprised. Ah, Master Windu. (laughs) And they, I forgot how it happens, but I think This party's over. Yeah, yeah, this party's over. But I think it's Django that shoots, tries to shoot at him, and his cape catches on fire, and he's, like, flying out backwards with his cape on fire. (laughs) then taking it off and he throws it off and then he's just like okay let's fight but and then all these jedi storm the arena just i like, don't think i realized it before today but so many jedi die yeah yeah and there was a bunch of padawans in there too that were in there and the only one that survived was vera sophie the only padawan like, that survived. i don't understand why like aren't you know they were just geonosians they weren't like i mean and the droids but like you know, we've seen Jedi destroy more than that alone. So how was it? Was You're it just like it was outnumbered? Yeah. Sheer numbers? Like, I would imagine it was the numbers because, I mean, there was a lot Yeah, of you can only deflect so many bolts at once. Yeah, from a bunch of bug people, like, shooting at you all at the same time. Like, with these plasma blasters that they have or whatever they're made out of. Like, these crazy things. But, and then yeah. shout out to my girl Padme for holding her own with just a blaster. And yeah, there you go. The just a blaster, no force. She's got this. No lightsaber, no nothing. She's got this. Best. Yes. So yeah. And then Yoda, Yoda saves the day. Yoda, Yoda swoops in with his. He comes transports. 
flying in with the transports and they just bunch of just shoot 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 and a lot of Geonosians die and they scatter and the Jedi are able to hop onto the little transport things and the clones are there. The clones are fighting. Now it's like this whole crazy full scale war that they show. Um, this huge battle that they have just outside the arena somewhere. And they are really going at it and all of a sudden like you keeps on going back to like Yoda and like I don't know I used to think it was weird at first but now I understand Yoda keeps on having like these moments of dialogue like these weird little little tiny snippets and I only understood that recently not recently but like a long a while back um, when I was thinking about it um the reason why it keeps going back is because obviously Count Dooku and Yoda are kind of having like this connection kind of thing that they're they're like, I, I think that Yoda is able to read like his force signature or something, and he knows who's there. He knows who that is because that was his student, and it's like Obi Wan on the Death Star, you know, um, how right. he goes to fight him. That's pretty much what Yoda does here. Right. And so yeah, so now, oh, uh, such a cute kitty, but now they are. I think Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan are all in the same transport. And they're flying away. They're blasting that stuff. And they're just shooting all kinds of stuff. Then something hits the ship and Padme flies out the window. And <laughs> she's gone. Anakin lets out this high-pitched shriek of terror. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, yo, dude, calm down. And Pat Anakin is just freaking out. Like, no, turn the ship around. I and like what he says to calm him down is not like, you know, disconnect or lose your attachments or focus on the now. He says, think about what Padme would want you well, to do. Because, like, before, what else? He's, there's other stuff that he says before he says that. Because that's what finally gets him to calm down. He's just like, you'll be expelled from the Jedi Order. And Anakin's like, I don't care. He literally says, I don't care. Right. And so, yeah, he doesn't care. If it hasn't been made obvious by this point. And, yeah, he says, you know, what, would, what do you think she would do were she in your position? She would do her duty. She would do it. Exactly, and that's that's the one thing that he gets it. And she's fine. She rolls around in the sand. A clone comes and finds her. She's totally fine. She comes and, like, tries to shoot Dooku's ship. Like, she's totally fine. And Give I would like second. to think that he would know that. And, you know, he's have... He, Anakin's now accumulated so much emotion. Like, between... Between getting his, you know... Finally getting the love of his life and, you know, almost getting murdered in an arena to getting rescued to then she losing his girl again. Window. You know, right. when yeah. he goes to Dooku, you know, he and Obi-Wan are there and Obi-Wan's all like, okay, let's think about this. No, I'm and taking Obi him Anakin's all like, no, nah, bro, I'm going in. I'm going and in. What happened? Turned down for what? electrocuted. Yeah. Like, nobody told me that Force Lightning existed. <laughs> That's like, he's like laying there, he's like. Whoa. I think it's really cool that the, that they brought this around as that being a Sith trait. Like, yeah. you know. Is it, though? Yes. Really... I don't know. Isn't I would... it? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm... Do we never... know any Jedi who do Force Lightning? It's never been identified. I mean, The only me... people we know who have done it are, are Dooku, yes. Palpatine, Vader, and Snoke. I would. I would. Who do I have to kill? <laughs> 
for Ray to have a moment in episode <laughs> nine. That would be great. But anyway, going off. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so Anakin and Obi-Wan get defeated. Yeah. They they lose it. They lose badly. Badly. Obi-Wan get gets a little. Thing, so Obi-Wan he loses another little, arm. Obi-Wan gets or he loses his first yeah. arm. We'll see. Okay, Anakin has a reason for being out of the fight because he loses his arm. Right. But Obi-Wan gets a nick on the shoulder and a cut on the leg. But then they don't really get trapped under something? No. They're just laying there. That's <laughs> that, the moment when they get, Obi-Wan gets trapped under something at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. That's why he's oh, out right, of the fight. Okay. Obi-Wan is meanwhile just laying there like, oh, no. Oh, I'm thinking of, because Dooku tries to, tries to knock something on top of them in Yoda. So that's at the that's end. That's what I'm thinking Yeah, of. that's yeah. how he gets away. But yeah, so Obi-Wan. So Yoda shows up. Yeah. Yoda shows up and flies around the room screaming the entire time he's fighting, which I think is absolutely He's like a freaking rubber ball. He just goes boink, 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 boink. I used to laugh so hard. (laughs) Me and my dad would laugh so hard at this part when we had it on VHS at my grandma's house. We would rewind this endlessly and laugh for a long time at this scene, especially when he's just like jumping around, like screaming. And it's like nowhere near as high quality, um, like in the VHS. So like it looks even more hilarious. Than it does on, like, DVD or Blu-ray, for instance. But, like, the difference is there. And it's hilarious. And we just would laugh so hard. Because he's, like, literally... Obi- not Obi-Wan. Yoda screams the entire time he's fighting. And Dooku's just, like, super quiet. You know, just doing like that. But then you literally... You listen underneath the music. And Yoda's, like, screeching like a wild banshee. The entire time he's fighting. And it makes me laugh. Every time. I can't watch that without laughing. <laughs> Well, and then everyone loses. You know, Dooku escapes. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I... Again, I was really young. The the first Star Wars movie I was old enough to see in theaters was episode three. Mm -hmm. But the jump from two to three is so weird, because at the end of two, we're all... Everyone lost Dooku. But at the beginning of three, Dooku gets defeated. It's... I know, the... The five seasons of Clone Wars in between show so much of them all becoming more powerful and Duke becoming more evasive and all that. And I just, you know, it makes a lot more sense when you think about the context between. But yeah, it's, you know, I guess. But if you don't have that, if there isn't that context, I guess you would just assume that Anakin has gotten darker in three. Because if he can just go from straight to murdering people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I don't know. I never saw it as, like, he got darker, more like the reason why he's able to defeat Dooku was because of that. I just saw it as, I literally took it at face value when he said, I think Anakin says something to the effect of, "I'm my powers have increased since the last time we met. Right. And Dooku's like, good, twice the pride, double the fall. And Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I take it at face value when he says that, and honestly, he does, because that's exactly what happens to the Clone Wars. You see him progress and stuff like that. And you mentioned the idea of everybody fails, um, you know, pretty much their assignment at the end of this movie. And that's funny, because that's actually a big problem that a lot of people have with The Last Jedi, was the idea of everybody failing. And that is literally what happened in the Attack of the Clones. And you were talking about uh, pacing earlier. The pacing, to me, is almost exactly the same. That's why a lot of people also didn't like The Last Jedi either, because the way that it's all spaced out like that and goes back and forth and just really is kind of slow. I mean, the beginning of Attack of the Clones is kind of slow, yes. And The Last Jedi is nowhere near that far slow. 
because honestly, we we've grown, you know, more um, cinematically, and we understand, you know, better how to tell a story to an audience that will hold their attention. But the way, like, honestly, it hits all the same beats. And well, yeah, I mean, I I just think that you know, I would much rather watch Ray Train on Octo than watch Obi Wan look at clones on Kamino. Like, yeah. just you know, the yeah, it, it's, the, it's a matter Obi Wan's arc is so. Obi-Wan's arc specifically is slow and interspersed with Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Like, that's just it. But again, I, I will watch, I mean, I would watch Owen McGregor just kind of stare in the camera for five hours. So. I would too. I would too. <laughs> like, it's, I will no sure. find things to love about this movie no matter what. Um, but, but you said everyone failed. You're right. Everyone failed. But one person didn't fail because Palpatine got his war. That's true. Exactly he got right. his war, and there's that beautiful shot of him on the balcony looking over the thousands of clones thousands and all the giant destroyers. And exactly. Oh, wow, they look a lot like Star Destroyers. And yeah. And the Imperial March is blaring. I love that scene. And if you look at the very, towards the, when the camera pans after it shows, like, the full front of Palpatine in the front with all the senators behind him, looking mm-hmm. over the clones, then it goes out to the clones. Then the camera comes back and changes angles, and you see them from the side now, all the senators. And you specifically see Bail Organa right there. And the way he Dad. looks. The way he looks, though. Because, like, Palpatine's there, and he's just, like, he's into it. Palpatine's like, yes, this is what I wanted. But obviously he's more, like, calm and controlled. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bail Organa, he's not even looking at the clones. He's looking away. He's just like, man, I it, the way... That gets me every time. Because I'm like, whoa. He's like, no, yep. I don't want it. And I love him. Oh, I do too. And the, oh, the casting for him was perfect. I love the guy that plays him too. I great. literally, I visualize him whenever I read Le- Leia or anything. Like, he is Bale. He is. There will never be any other one. Because like, I don't know if you ever saw the um, the original cut that they had for the Phantom Menace where Bale Organa was actually in the Phantom Menace. They had a different guy for him. Right. And they never, that, that clip was deleted, so they were able to... You just to, hear the mention of Senator yeah. or, or Organa. Yeah. And Bail Organa from Alderaan. Yeah. Didn't they say, like, Bail Antilles or something? It's just, like, wrong Bail Organa from Alderaan and something Antilles from... I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. In other words, we got this close to not having, to having Bail Organa not played by... Not played by him, and I would have been so sad. But yeah, he's he's great. I love him so much. I need more. I need more Br- um, Bray Organa. I yes. Need more. Uh, we more. see her for like 0.5 seconds in uh, more. I definitely need more. But I love her so much in Princess of Alderaan. Oh, it's like so much. She's so great. Like, oh. So, um. So last but not least. The final across the stars when they get married. And it plays out in its entirety, and it's so big and passionate. Mm-hmm. And they get married, and they grab hands, and she grabs his robot hand. And their only witnesses are 3PO and R2, which means R2-D2, who has never had his memory wiped, Again, he knows, knows that Anakin and Padme got married. He has never had his memory wiped. This thing, this little droid, he knows everything. I cannot stress that enough. Literally everything. (laughs) I say it all the time. R2-D2 could topple the entire governmental structure of the galaxy in one day with all the information that he knows. 
I want him to do like a R2 tells all book or something like some canon piece where he just be like, but in, in his own, like with all the swearing and him being a jerk to everyone, like I want, yes. like, oh, and then I pushed R2 off, but then I pushed 3PO <laughs> off the cliff and then me, me and Ahsoka did something we weren't supposed to do and then I got lost and then I, you know, fried oh, the guy who stole yeah. me, like all of this. Exactly. All um, that would be. All that would be great. But I want to know. So the guy who officiated their wedding, did he like know it was a secret? Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. He kind of looked that? like a monk. He was had a hood on. He was like not even there. And then he like leaves before they kiss, and He's then they like, just make gone. out. Gone. I'm like, what? Where did you go? And it's <laughs> hilarious to me because um, he just like sidestepped out of the frame. <laughs> there's like this one part, though. Um, I think it's right before Palpatine and the whole clone army thing right there, uh, where Obi-Wan is talking to Mace Windu, and they're just like, where's Anakin? And Anakin, he's like, oh, he's escorting the senator back to Naboo. Anakin, you were supposed, you were only supposed to go to Naboo to escort the senator, not to get married. <laughs> and he's like, oh. You have one job. He's like, master, I came home. I brought a wife. <laughs> Well, that no, that one scene is also where Yoda says, "Begun the Clone Wars have." Yeah, it's just like, well, it's like, ooh. I was also thinking about how it's weird that this movie's called Attack of the Clones when it should be called Attack of the Droids because the droids attacked, not the clones. The clones defended. So I've always thought the idea of Attack of the Clones is weird because the clones barely attack anything. They're like right, the they la- just kind of like showed up and like helped them get out of there. They're like at the last part of the movie. I mean, I, if I could rename this movie, I would rename it uh, "Across the Stars." But <laughs> I would, well, I really would. You, yeah, and you know the the clones literally don't attack ever. The whole point is they're the army of the Republic and they are defending the Republic. They're supposed to be. Doing also, if this is the only the this is the only true Star Wars romance movie. Across the Stars would be an excellent title. Yes, play. That would be so great. I'd be... Ugh. Special editions, they should rename it. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. I love Padme. Oh, oh, wait! There's one quote I wrote down I didn't talk about. Oh, oh, okay. I'd given up trying to argue with you. Just my him... Like, you know, Padme mm-hmm. does everything she wants, and Anakin will just smile and nod because he knows better than to try to argue with her because she gets her way. Well, well that... Because... Because she knows best. Right. Probably. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit more mature than he is at this point. She is much better. <laughs> she's a bit more mature. But, yeah. Nah, this... It, it, and like we said, uh, fully acknowledge the cringeworthiness of some of the parts of this film. But in its majority, in its entirety, we really like it. And if that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But we love it. And, I mean honestly i think and i didn't even go all the parallels that there are between anadala and Raylo. i won't even go into it because there's so much <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna do a separate we will do a separate thing on, on that but please 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 yeah we have time but oh my god there's Daddy. like there's more than a year left until episode nine so we have plenty of time we can fill it with all the rayla we need i need it i need it <laughs> fic is not enough fanfic is not enough but uh, uh, too much anyway anyway, anyway i yeah i'm sure i'm gonna send you my notes because they're hilarious yeah so are mine 
I should really post my notes on Twitter one day and just have you. Guys I know, me too. Them. We should just do that on the on the women of the wills Twitter. We could like this is what we meant to be talking this about. This is what we have, and this is how we keep our track of our thoughts. Because like our okay, real quick for the attack looks all not uh, for the, for this one right here when the, the clones attack like the the arena. All I have written down is this. Fight, fight, fight. Django dies. Fight, fight, fight. Here comes Yoda. Fight, fight, fight. Clones, clones, clones. They fly. Padme almost die. That's See, it. I didn't even get that far because I started fast-forwarding through the parts I knew at that point. Yeah. But I I just... I do... My notes are wonderful. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that is all. We actually managed to keep this shorter than the Phantom Menace one. I am Marginally. so surprised. Well... The Phantom Menace one was three hours long. We are currently at I know. Two, we are currently at two hours and 20 minutes. We didn't have much to say about this movie. <laughs> I know, right? I think that's Lost. because there's two less of us on here. Two less people talking. Revenge yeah. of the Sith is going to be... A doozy. That one's going to be fun, though, because there's a lot in that one. Especially, there was a lot in that I movie. love that movie. Uh, yes, definitely. That's my favorite prequel movie. Even though I really Maybe I'll watch it a couple times just to like actually take real notes. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> like for the Phantom Menace one, I actually sat there and was taking notes as I was watching the movie. This one, I didn't have to watch it. And you can probably tell. But whatever. And it's okay, we're hilarious. Yeah, we are. So if you liked us, if you like Oh, us, I didn't even tell you! I'm wearing my Anakin sweatshirt! My Her Universe Anakin hoodie? Yeah, I saw it. I noticed. Because he's my bae. I noticed. I didn't know. It's also the comfiest thing I own. You guys should all buy it. It's great. Yeah. It's too warm here in Florida to have <laughs> The heater came on in my house today. How? What's the temperature like over there? Well, it's probably 70 now, but it was 60 oh this gosh, morning. Oh my what? It's 90. It's 90. <laughs> yeah, no, move, move to Northern California. It's always beautiful here. It's uh, like 65 and sunny all year round. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, do it. I am coming. Do it. But yeah, okay, so I think that is all for us uh if you liked us like what we had to say <laughs> please leave us a comment and please show please show megan some love um please show my new co-host some love and we will <laughs> see you guys we will see you guys around the bend uh we oh rem reminder we are also we are on itunes this time officially um the, if you didn't get to listen to the phantom menace one um don't worry about it. We're on iTunes. Uh, we do have a WordPress site. We are hosted on WordPress currently, but that might change. And, yeah. That is going to be all. So, signing out. I am Nettie. And I am Megan. And we will see you guys around the